Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hi, welcome back to Serious Issues, of <laughs> monthly comic book podcast hosted by me, Andrew Levins. And me, Siobhan Coombs. Hello. Uh, been a long time. I shouldn't have left you with 50 comic books to read through. Does that work? <laughs> Not really. Not really I at mean. all. Also, it's way more than 50. Yeah. We've we got big stacks of comics in front of us, everybody, and uh, we're going to try and get through them all. In the mm-hmm. next however long it takes. Mm-hmm. Siobhan, how have you been? I've not seen you since we last recorded. I'm good. I'm good. I am uh, uh, heavily pregnant for those who can't hey, see uh, me. Which is you can everyone. hear it in your voice. Yeah, you can hear it in my voice. You're talking I'm- for two now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good this time around because I look much more pregnant than I did last time. So I can be much more um, passive aggressive on a bus <laughs> and <laughs> get seats way easier. No one, no one gives up seats for pregnant ladies. It's yeah, the worst. My, my wife didn't show until like seven, eight months for both both yeah. kids. And she would have to like just stand in front of people and try and poke her belly out as yeah, much as yeah, possible. Yeah. And just never, you just rub ne- your no belly one. and look really like sad and tired. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my method. So yeah, you're having a second kid. Yep. Now, we're now going to be both members of the two, two kid club. Yeah. yeah exclusive yeah. club. Um, <laughs> and uh, which just means this show is only going to get easier to record. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to have more time to read comics. I think that's what it's I assume is going to yeah, happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, we have to come up with a good obscure X-Men name, though, for this baby. Because in my head, I've been calling him Gold Balls, which is not as, like, <laughs> it's not as flattering as Shadow Does it have Star. to be an X-Men? Can it be an Avenger? So they can, you can have Avenger versus X-Men within your own house. <laughs> this refers to when... when uh, <laughs> sorry, when... Uh-oh. Oh, man. I'll, Shadow Star. That's Shatterstar. his real name. That's what I actually put on his birth certificate. I'll, I'll edit that out. Do you know he has a little Shadow Star action figure um, that we gave him? Uh, it, like it, it was released like the week before I gave birth and I was like it's a sign I have to get it um, and he's torn off his head and scalped him that's fantastic yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's yeah, like when... oh Shatterstar broken <laughs> <laughs> does he know that you called him Shatterstar or no 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 but he's aware that that is what that character is he has the only action figure he has is Shatterstar we're giving him a very warped view of the world right from very early on um, well let us know which obscure X-Men character yeah. we should give the code name well sorry pr- actually legally named Siobhan's yeah. next child <laughs> yes please um we got some comics. Glob Herman was also Glob a good Her- name for a fetus oh yeah that's good too but also rude what's the weird bird one um yeah someone else suggested that and I was like hey that's my baby you're talking about <laughs> uh, 
can't remember his name. Birdo. Birdo. Yes, yeah, that. that's not that. <laughs> Wing. Beak. Yeah, beak. beak. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not a good name for a kid. <laughs> um, so we've got some comics to talk about. Yeah. Um, and we begin every episode of the show by uh, going through all the number one issues that came out mm-hmm. since we last recorded, which I think is about five weeks. Yes, yeah, so a minute. excuse us if we are vague on some of the comics we we talk about today yeah. because I, I read God. some of them many many moons ago. Yeah, and I don't even have half of them in front of me because I had to give mine back to Kings because I didn't um, want them I, sitting around my house. I hold my, my comics hostage. Yeah, Thanks nice. to Kings for being very reasonable about that. <laughs> um, so let's start with DC. Um, DC have put out a number of new uh, series underneath the Wanda Comics ah, um, yes. imprint, which is a new, is it kind of younger skewing imprint? Of I would comics? say it's like YA. Yeah. I would say that's firmly the sort of audience that they're appealing to, which I think is very clever. Well, I mean, I am definitely no longer YA. You could say I am absolutely A. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this appeals to me way more than everything else going on at DC yeah. right now. It's because, like, the superhero genre, as I say at the talks at high schools that I go to, is a lot about, like, puberty and the changes that people go through and, like, feeling like an outsider and all of the kind of themes that work so well with teenagers. So I think it's, like always going to be fun when you get new teen superheroes i mean the most successful recent superhero is ms marvel sure and it's because she's yeah yeah totally like a teen that teenagers who read comic books relate to i also think like dc's like recent editorial decision ever since new 52 was just to make things as dark and grim as possible and like even when they're trying to make things fun remove the humor like i think Mm. marvel deals with things as dark as dc sometimes but there's always like Still, still quippy and it still feels like a, a superhero book that they all might pull from. Yeah, I think They're that... still absolutely guilty of other horrendous stories. Oh. But I mean, overall... The... <laughs> they just print more. <laughs> yeah, over, overall Marvel is kind of like the more, I guess, younger skewing positive yeah, superhero vibe. And I think that the... Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, they have Squirrel Girl, they have uh, Moon Girl, etc. They have yeah. all those guys. Um, I think that there has been like a bit of a lightness to some of the DC books that have come out recently. Like I know I they will go on about sure. Greenland yeah. forever and ever and ever, but it's like that's what I want out of superheroes. Like it's so fun, it's so lighthearted, but while still dealing with like you know murder and yeah, things like that. Space murder. Space murder, my favorite kind. Murder is so much more fun in space. Everybody, you should try it. To be honest, it's more interesting. <laughs> Um, So we have um, three number ones that came out since we last recorded uh, through the Wonder Comics DC imprint. um, And they are Naomi, Wonder Twins, and... Oh, wait, that's it. Just those two. Yeah, we already already talked about Young Justice, didn't we? Which is the third one. Yeah, so we we, we got a... uh, Which was largely fine. I thought it was, yeah. I mean, the second issue less. So we're going to talk about later in in, in the show. Okay, because I disagree, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you, you liked that more? (laughs) Yeah, I thought the issue two was kind of cooler yeah i thought it was I mean, look save it yeah, right all save right. it stop sure. just stop sorry you need to stop <laughs> um we got naomi and wonder twins naomi is the second um wonder comics book written by brian michael bendis however this time he's brought along david walker as co-writer it's a good idea yep and then uh you who i mean david walker we're big fans of on the show um his power man and iron fist run i always talk about mm-hmm. um as, that was just one of my favorite runs from the last five years um, it was good fun he did a decent work, did stuff, good stuff on Cage, and he's done even like Planet of the Apes comics and stuff that he wrote that I read. I, I enjoyed too. He's a yeah. great writer. Um, and then we have Jamal Campbell um, doing great stuff uh, as artist on this book too. Very pretty. I believe he does his own colors as well. So well, he's, he's a he does a deal. pretty good job. <laughs> pretty good. You don't like his colors? Um, it's, it looks it's different. It's my favorite. It's, it's very like yeah. um, lurid. Or I think that suits the YA vibe of it. it, it mm. This doesn't feel like a normal comic. True. 
Um, yeah, true, true. Something... It definitely doesn't feel like a mainstream DCU book. Yeah. Um, it feels like a fan comic in a right. positive way. Yeah, yeah. So Naomi is a girl who lives in like some random middle America town. Yep. Is it middle America? Somewhere America. Yeah. Maybe left of the middle America. Bumpkin Central or something. Bumfuck. Yeah. Bumfuck USA. Um, and nothing ever interesting happens in her town until one day, for one split second, uh, Superman... Has a fight. Has a fight in her town. And everyone in town cannot believe it, especially her, because she's like in awe of Superman. Superman comes back to help clean up. And people are just like, oh my God, Superman. And Naomi is an orphan mm-hmm. who doesn't know much about her past, her parents, where she came from. However, the excitement of having Superman back here, in like, you know, return to a town. Ever, ever, some people that have been there for a while are like, oh, Superman came before, or there was superhero stuff in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so she decides to investigate these superhero, superhero happenings that happened in her town many, many years ago. And this leads her uh, to talk to a mechanic, a strange, mysterious mechanic. A huge silent man. Um, who uh, she thinks is possibly linked, or possibly is her, is her father or, or mm-hmm. knows who, who her parents are or where they came from. Yeah. Um, this is a Bendis book, so we can talk about issue one and two very easily because it just seg- segues immediately. Yeah. Into uh, into the into the next issue from this first issue, but um, from a first issue point of view, oh, this is this is a great setup, totally intriguing. I, I wasn't sure about this one. No, me neither. Like, um, it's always a slightly weird thing where you're like, oh, older white guy is going to write a young African American um, character, but like, I think she's probably quite heavily based on Bendis's daughters, who are mixed race, um, and I think that he did a really like lovely uh, three-dimensional portrait of this character in quite a good way in the first issue. Yeah, and this is I, I feel like he's learned a lot since um, Ironheart, which yes. I did not like. I did not like her origin story that he gave her at all. Yes, it'll be interesting to see what this character's sort of yeah, actual knows? origin yeah, story yeah. is on some level. But um, I thought this is, a, this is like a really, really great... Even if like, I would recommend this to someone to give someone young who's only seen DC movies or cartoons that's never read a, a DC comic before because it's like... It's vague enough about stuff within its universe. I feel like this is going to be relatively standalone, um, mm-hmm. which is references to to other superheroes in the DC universe. It's very grounded um, because of Naomi. Um, just and this, very like, like relatable in terms of her friendship group and like her sort of other than the whole being adopted on the day that Superman came to her town last time. This whole story arc. She's like very normal. Yeah, <laughs> She's very like relatable. And I think Jamal's, Jamal Campbell's art very much suits this story. It's like, it is really gorgeous. It's a really gorgeous book. It reminds Looks me of like when I first read um, Runaways, Adrian mm. Alphona's art on that. Um, I, I grew to really enjoy his art, but when I first saw it, it didn't look like normal comic book art at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this it wasn't is, what you're used to. This is a lot more polished than that, but um, it, I, I enjoy it. I think it's really good. Um, so yeah, big thumbs up from me on, uh, on mm. Wonder Comics. I, I've been dropping a lot of other DC books um, in my fun new crusade to only read books I like. <laughs> um, and uh, it looks like I'm going to be taking on a lot of these new Wonder comics because I'm also going to talk about Wonder Twins. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. This is a new series by Mark Russell, um, who previously gave us the Flintstones and um, Snagglepuss. So, like, <laughs> so uh, Hanna-Barbera properties that DC kind of modernized. They were, he, he wrote the only good ones, basically. Yeah. And then we've also seen him do a few things outside of DC and then also a few contributions to random DC annuals and things like that that I wasn't that fond of. Yeah, he's when- writing Red Sonja at the moment, isn't he? And I haven't, I haven't picked it up, but I right. feel like I should. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I like last him. too long on his um, 
uh, Lone Ranger yeah. run. It started pretty strong, but I just, I'm just not a really big fan of that character or that era of America. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is it there. I guess it's like the first next big project that DC have given him. Of course, there's already a bunch of controversy about it. Um, he was writing another a book for Vertigo for them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, like, you know, a kind of a parody of religion and stuff like that. And that's been—is it called Second Coming? Was that yeah, it was yeah. called Second Coming. Um, and it was like, what if Jesus came back and was a superhero? Which sounds fun and like <laughs> so good to me. Sounds positive to Christianity. Yeah, but it, they thought that it was making fun, and so Christians got very cross at him. And now it's going to be published through someone else. I'm, Vertigo just decided they didn't want to do it. I'm sure it's Image. Yeah, image maybe it's it very much up. like um. Same thing with Holy Terror. Do you remember Frank Miller's Holy Terror? Where he was like, what if Batman hated Muslims? Like Dare that. I say this would be slightly better than that. I hope so. I love that they're still, every comic book shop still has a pile of Holy Terror. Oh my God, kids have so many. Take them, take them, take them. No, don't. Let's just, let them just sit there forever as a horrible punishment to us for purchasing them. So yeah, we have Wonder Twins. Now, Wonder Twins were, were their characters created for the Super Friends show? Is that their history? I don't know. Old DC characters that weren't necessarily invented for the comics, but have appeared in the comics Yep. Um, over the years. They are very goofy. Um, mm-hmm. It's a boy and a girl. The girl can uh, tr- change in, transform into animals. Yeah. And the boy is, can... Is it just an eagle or is it all animals? Because in the cartoon, didn't she used to say... Form of eagle or something. That was like her catchphrase. But the boy can turn into water. Yeah, like Alex Mack. Elemental kind of part of power. Um, And uh, this sees the Wonder Twins uh, sent from their home planet to Earth um, and Superman, as a favor to to their father, uh, agrees to keep an eye out for them and give them a spot on uh, the Justice League like home, like doing admin. Yeah, <laughs> like they're given an internship at the Justice League. I don't think they're being paid. And meanwhile, they're trying to be, you know, fit in normally at a, at a high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the 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 boy constantly embarrasses himself because of weird tales from his his past and the fact that he gets <laughs> basically their people get very aroused when there's a thunderstorm. <laughs> that um, was really funny. Really funny. Like they call I, it thunderlust. Thunderlust. That made me laugh. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, like um, it also also deals with a Mitzel Spitlick um, yep. attack on uh, on on the world that none of the Justice League know how to fix, um, and it's solved by the the female Wonder Twin on the in the literally the last panel yep. of this first issue. This is so much fun. It's like, so fun. It's so fun having Batman and Superman as these kind of awkward mentors trying to help them through high school, yep. um, and one woman who just really doesn't. Uh, understand to have time for any of it. It feels very similar in tone to Justice League International. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, totally. Like, and I know a lot of comics try to do that and fail. This feels like a really great update of that, you know, what if Justice League was a sitcom yeah. kind, of, yeah. kind of vibe. And, like, the art is totally gorgeous, and I'm not trying to discount any of the um, work that Stephen Byrne did on the book because it's really, it's again, it's very, very, like, beautiful, and he's very funny in the way that he communicates everything. But, man, I just find Mark Russell really funny. He really makes me, like, laugh properly. Oh, so no slight on the art at all. But no, no, no. It's, it's, it's Mark Russell's book. Yeah. But, like, I, you know, oh. I feel like when we read the first issue of Flintstones with Steve Pugh, mm-hmm. we were like, the art's great, good. You know, it's good. But Mark and Russell's then, a genius. <laughs> but then by the end, we were like, man, Steve Pugh, is, this is like yeah. career best work for him. And yeah, same yeah, as the yeah. artist on Snagglepuss, whose name escapes me. I remember mm-hmm. not, not being very attached to it at first, but growing to really love yeah. his designs and, 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 uh, and uh, emotive faces and things like that. And I think this is like, Stephen Byrne is, has a very, like, you know, he'd be at home doing an Archie book. Yeah, which absolutely. Which I think is a great, great fit for, for Wonder Twins. Um, and it's just, it's like, it's incredibly funny. It's incredibly like, Mark Russell is, is always like super incisive about like his commentary on like 
high school and growing up. Like, he just has some really funny perspectives that, like, you haven't seen covered in every single Disney Channel TV show <laughs> from your childhood. Um, I just think it's really... Like, I, I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I was going to. Me too. Even I, knowing that it was a Mark Russell book, I was like, yeah, well, how good is it going to be? Oh, it's going to be amazing. I love it. So, obligatory reference to the fact that I'm trying to read all of One Piece. Nice. Every, I feel cool. like the last few episodes I've, I've brought that up, but I'm like th- almost 300 issues in, 300 chapters in oh, to wow. this 900 and something chapter uh, run so How's far. How's it going? It's the best, and <laughs> you would lose your mind over it. Like, you know, my friend actually... Did I tell you my friend gave me her Shonen Jump login? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for Christmas, episode. so we should... I should read it. But I just... The app is not great, but the I also story... don't have a tablet. Right, yeah. And I hate staring at screens. I get yeah, a yeah. headache in my little baby head. You someone should... someone get me 300 volumes. No, don't. You should get a tablet, though, because, yeah. man, when you are trying to get a kid to sleep, you put it on the <laughs> lowest setting of, of, uh, of screen, so it's uh, you have the, all the lights off, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you just binge those comics. Mm. That's real good fun. That, that does sound... I mean... That sounds almost like fun. <laughs> hey, when you're a parent of two children, you can convince yourself anything that isn't raising them is fun. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I have this, you know, I was I was neglecting my, um, who thought I was going to say children, my comics. Nice, nice. My, my regular single issues uh, were just building up on my bedside table as I went to King's, picked up, you know, 15 a week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's so good getting so few comics a week. But then I still let them all just stack up until last week. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> no one had to record trying to get through like 60 comics, like, I've been like doing, the old times. I've been doing almost the same, but with Strangers in Paradise. Oh. Which is not as like large and I'm just... It's uh, dense though. It's big. Yeah. And, but like, holy shit. Now, I've, so uh, when, we, when we talk about that at yes. the end of this episode, oh. it's not just Strangers in Paradise we have to get through in I know. the next couple of weeks. I have a lot weeks. of reading to do. But I'm going to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Get, get, get to a certain point in one piece, then do some more Terry, 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 Terry verse reading. Nice. More on that later, everybody. Yes. But anyway, um, it, it is hard getting motivated. And this is a, like a big, like, I know it's so dumb to complain about reading <laughs> comics, but like, it's so much more rewarding to read a finished story or read an ongoing story, you know, spend your, reading 10 issues of the same story is way more rewarding than reading 10 separate issues of a story of different stories. You're going to, you're probably going to enjoy that same story. I like, I am still a huge loser. And on Thursday, I like nothing more. Thursday night is like me and Nate, the lovely Nate, we sit at home and we I think I read all of my comics this week in just one go. And That's we just so sit good. and we complain about all that. of them. And it's That's really fun. <laughs> <But one laughs> so I read all of the Marvel stuff first and then I just have this big DC thing at the bottom. I'm exactly Nate, the same. Well, that's my purpose. My reason is because Nate doesn't like DC and so I can't talk to him about any of them. We, we've they've said it before. The, our problem is that we used to love DC. Yeah. You, 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 I'm you, too nostalgic about DC. Yeah. You, you, you're way more forgiving of them than I am. Yeah, I read a lot of shit. But I, yeah, we'll get to in our big DC run of things. I got some, I got some cool bombs to drop. <laughs> but yeah, Wonder Twins. I don't know. It was like a new DC number one by Mark Russell, who I haven't enjoyed as much recently. Mm-hmm. About two characters I don't give a shit about. Yeah. On a YA imprint, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to read this. And this was just an absolute joy. It's so. so good. Um, I try. I like. I feel like it's gone weirdly under the radar, and maybe that's just because I don't listen to anyone else. But um, I keep trying. Oh, sorry. Nate's not talking sorry. about yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm like, I have no idea. Is anyone reading this? Um, but I keep talking about it to everyone that I see, being like, "Are you reading this?" Like my my favorite list at the moment is like, I'm so. I, I feel like an old man because I'm like, I love Conan, I love Immortal Hulk, I love Green Lantern, and then Wonder Twins. I'm like, guys, you gotta great. read Wonder Twins. Come on. <laughs> old man lover. Yeah. 
that's me. You're going to have an old man, right? That's your next your next baby. Just going to come out, come out seventy five. <laughs> little old man Logan, little <laughs> Benjamin Button. Um, have you yeah, old man Logan? That can yeah. be your, that can be your. That's good. Yeah. No, I no, it needs old, to be more obscure than that. Old man Goldballs. Old man Let's Goldballs. Invent our own character. <laughs> Um, we're still talking about DC Comics Number ones in fact um, And another comic that totally took me by surprise That I wasn't expecting to like Oh, you liked it? Interesting So I, I, uh, it took me a while to get into this um, Female Furies is the name of this uh, uh, first issue It's of a six-issue miniseries Written by Cecil Castellucci Who last gave us Shade, Shade. the Changing Girl And then Shade the Changing Woman mm-hmm, On mm-hmm. the uh, now R.I.P. Young Animal imprint Um I feel like this is almost you killed taking, it, Gerard Way. Yeah, I mean, but do you reckon we would have gotten young? Um, if Young Animal hadn't died, we would have gotten Wonder Comics. I feel like that's almost taking its place. Interesting. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, Female Furies. Um, yeah, written by Castellucci with art by um, Adriana Mello, colors by Hi-Fi. Who we saw most recently on uh, Gail Simone's Plastic Man book. Oh right, cool. Yeah. I'm not crazy about the art in this. It feels yeah too much like it's trying to. Look like a a, a golden age, a silver well, age the, comic. Well, the the flashbacks I feel like aren't cl- like the color changes quite a lot, but I feel like other than that, the the sort of uh, there could have been more clarification in the art style between what was a flashback and what was happening then, because I thought it was a little bit confusing at times. But, I mean, and she, I hate uh, the color palette for the yes, um, golden age. True. I don't think it's yeah. golden age, and I think it looks. But then there are things like I mean, look how good Granny Goddess is. Um, goodness's face is in that. Like, yeah, there but are some I mean, incredible panels. But there's some incredible panels, but I felt like panel to panel it was very inconsistent um and i i loved adriana mello's work on um plastic man and i think they're probably dealing with a character who is more sort of mutable and changeable maybe suited her art style a bit better sure um so i this is a bit of a slog to get through at first yeah um it's very uh wordy um basically the gist of this comic is um granny is it goddess or granny goodness granny goodness granny goodness from apocalypse dark sides she like raises the kids in the hell pits. Yeah, including Big Barter. Yeah, um, so including the- all of them. And she's like, she's one of my favorite DC villains. She's like fucking horrible and just so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- it's like, what if uh, who's that really big fat um, American cook lady from the South? Laura Dern is that her name? No, I don't fucking have any idea. Shut up, Siobhan. Anyway. <laughs> Laura Dern. <laughs> who Laura Dern is? Who's Laura Dern? She's she an actor? in Jurassic Park. Oh uh, yeah, not Laura Dern. She's lovely. She's not like Granny Goodness. Um, it's like, what if your grandma was evil? That's about it. There right. Okay. Sure. Um, so, Female Furies is all about Granny Goodness's um, and and her female Furies, which includes Big Barda and a bunch of other random uh, buff lady superheroes uh, mm-hmm. in space, uh, having to prove themselves um, to Darkseid and his awful all male minions. Yeah. Um, and. It becomes really fun and heavy-handed in, like, <laughs> the guys being gross jerks. Yeah. And this is going to be, like, this kind of fun kind of rise up against these jerks for the female Furies. I can see if you are attached to Granny Goodness being an evil character, this humanizes her in a way that I've never seen a comic do before. Yeah, like, I like... I mean, again, I have... I feel like it's dumb to be like I like this character to be like this because like I don't own her but in the in the Granny Goodness stories that I love she's like you can't relate to her she's like a Mm. total over the top caricature of this evil sweet old woman you know like it's um, anyway Tell I, me more why I should have liked. This. I thought. No, no. I, 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 by all means, you're more than welcome to hate it. I just, I, I've, I've actually got won over by the premise of the. I like the idea, um, although I'm less in, invested in a apocalypse set story about like Big Barter and those characters. I just think that that's like 
not that interesting. And I just found the whole thing, like, we talked about it at The Last Queens as well. And we all the girls who had read it felt, like, really just, like, weird about it. And I'm not saying that, like, you shouldn't talk about, like, the Me Too movement and, like, sexual assault and things like that. But the whole thing of, like, Dark Side coming to Granny Goodness after a battle and being like, I have other needs that <laughs> the... <laughs> battle has not quenched or whatever i just felt really like oh shut up that was how i felt about it even though it's written by a woman but i was still like i just feel like it's really heavy-handed and it's trying so hard to fit in with this it felt grind grindhousey enough to me that it didn't feel like it was a direct political statement like this feels a lot more like a female revenge story from the 70s than it does uh, a commentary on real life events of today yeah and I liked that el- that element of it. Yeah, I could. I, I, yeah, I, I can't quite like. It just felt disingenuous to me in some kind of weird way, and I just sort of felt like it felt really forced and like not a real story that anyone wanted to tell. Sure, I've read a lot of those by by uh, by authors that I like that I ended up enjoying quite a lot. And Casalucci, I think, has done enough that I'll I'll give this a couple more chances. Yeah, I'll have a I'll I'll have another peep through. I don't feel like you have to issue two. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, I felt really like, blah, did about it, make, it. Did it make you a female furious? <laughs> it made me as a female feel slightly unwell. Um, well, you know what the secret, the, the, uh, antidote to fury is <clears throat> romance. Yeah. Nice. Good job. <laughs> We're going to talk about some Marvel books now and they're currently celebrating 80 years, their 80th birthday. 80 years of Marvel. Um, and we got a bunch of one-shots of, uh, of stories or, or returns to series that they published a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is them kind of like revisiting Marvel's history uh, through getting a bunch of different creators to do a bunch of either anthology one-shots or we have just a you know, one-and-done one-shot as well. Uh, we've got Love Romances, we have Gunhawks, and we have Crypt of Shadows. Let's well, talk I about... didn't read. <laughs> I only read the romance one. Oh, man, Classic you me. Fucked up. You fucked up so bad. No. Well, let's, let's talk about love romance okay. first. Um, this is actually the weakest of the three for me. Oh, so, no way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Um, this, we had uh, four stories in this one um, by Gail Simone, wrote one with Roger Antonio and Jim Charalampidis. Oh, boy. Nice. So, sorry, Jim. <laughs> um, uh, we have Margot Martin and Paco Dowling Carter with Lo- Lee Luridge on, uh, on the second story. Dennis Hopeless wrote one. With, He's Dennis Hallam now. That's right, Dennis Hopeless Hallam, um, with Anna Paula Martello and again Jim Charalampidis. I'm sure. I'm sure we have Greek, we have Greek friends that I'm sure could help me with this. Oh yeah, I know, right? And finally, uh, John Adams and Tamara Bonvillain uh, wrote the final book. So a pretty awesome lineup of um, of artists and writers on uh, a bunch of these uh, short stories that mm-hmm. have don't feature any Marvel characters that we've ever seen before. They are just kind of like short. Very uh, indie feeling, almost like webcomic-y romance yeah. stories. I think it's specifically referencing um, like the time when Marvel used to actually publish just straight-up romance comics, Definitely. which one of my, like, oh, God, what do I keep doing to this table? I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite sort of shit takes that I like to annoy people with is that um, the best work that <laughs> Jack Kirby ever did was in early romance comics and the best comics Stan Lee ever wrote were early romance <laughs> comics because I'm wrong but it's funny to talk about Stan Lee was actually a them. really good pulpy romance writer oh like, yeah. yeah and like the Jack Kirby stuff is beautiful and like the Joe Simon stuff's really good and like um, John Romita Sr like that's where they all started and they're so like cool. they're great comics in like a sort of hilarious kind of way it's a shame we didn't have their contemporaries on art for this but yeah 
Um, but they're too used to like only drawing battles. They wouldn't have done them. Yeah. Wouldn't have done a good job. I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was like cute. I liked yeah. the, the second story, especially the sort of totally wordless uh, ghost. Yes. That, that ghost was really, romance. Really that was really sweet. Um, and like gorgeously illustrated. Yeah, definitely. Um, but definitely web, web comic vibe. I thought the, the best one for me was the uh, kind of very comedic mm-hmm. one about uh, uh, the, the couple transferring their consciousness to oh, robots yeah. so they could live their romance could live on forever yes, and then as soon good. as that happens they the, the wife decides the robot wife decides that they should see other people that's <laughs> good um yeah I, I, it was it was fun there was there was some funny some fun jokes and then just some sweet moments in this one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah love romance is pretty good stuff but uh crypt of shadows was an anthology that was entirely written by al ewing Ah. He's currently doing Immortal Hulk, and this fits right in with cool. the kind of horror vibes that he's doing in Immortal Hulk. Crypt of Shadows, of course, harkens back to the uh, many horror titles that Marvel used to publish before. Which, Pre-code which, shit. That's what I was going to say. Which, 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 the, 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 there's a lot written about like horror comics basically being responsible for the comics code uh, coming in. <laughs> yeah. My friend just got me a big book of uh, pre-code horror comics. Oh, unreal. And you can kind of see the point. <laughs> Some of them, they're like... Horrible, in the best way. Like snuffy or? No, just very, um, very like body horror, a lot of right. it. Which like, I love, yeah, but sure. um, it's quite full on for kids, yeah, I would definitely. say. Uh, so we had art, uh, well, there are three stories in this one, uh, which uh, basically the whole thing revolves around a, um, uh, a man in his middle, like a middle-aged man um, uh, talking to a therapist and talking about his fear of dogs mm-hmm. um, and uh, that the kind of, that kind of sets a scene for two other short stories in which he tells stories to the to his therapist, um, and oh. so uh, the main like the, the the therapist conversation is has art by Gary Brown, um, who did that cool um, comic that Brian Wood wrote about the uh, the during the Crusades was it the Crusades. Uh, the, no, they're like the Viking. Yeah. Not the Viking. You know, uh, yeah, it is, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, we had Stephen Green on the second story, and then Jibril Morissette fan <clears throat> on the final story with Goat Colors throughout by Chris O'Halloran. But this is just like a really great collection of stories that are all linked because it it, it, it turns out that the um that the the man is like either lying to the um to, to the uh, uh, the therapist or like there's something wrong with him and he's saying you know there's, there's something wrong with his head that's causing him to think certain certain cool. weird thoughts and they all tie in together. There's like this great crazy twist, um, and it just like felt like cr- like really great trashy horror. Like you know, with like a moral at the end, and fun. Like, just like yeah, if you're a fan of of um, what Al Ewing is doing on a model Hulk right now, this is a must read. Oh man, this was killer. I'll leave it with you. You should, you should uh, read it while I edit this episode. Yeah, nice, thanks. And then finally, we had Gunhawks issue number one. Uh, I wish this was an ongoing series um, because it is a, a western. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Which is written by David and Maria Lapham, who uh, uh, do. Oh no, I did read this. Stray Bullets, great, and uh, more did recently I? Lodger. I intended to read. Uh, also has excellent art by Luca Pizzari um, and colors by Niraj Menon and Rochelle Rosenberg. Um, and this was just like a great one and done about uh, a, a, you know, a cowboy trying to escape his past and start a new life, but his, car, his past catching up with him and then having to make the decision, does he want to save the people that he loves or does he want to you know, continue trying to live his life? You know, does, he want to, uh. Uh, does he want to escape from, from his, his past deeds? Uh. Fuck, it was good. It's mm. so good. So you, you, you take it you didn't read it. Nah, I didn't read it. I love West. I picked I, I, it up in meaning to read it. So yeah. I was like, ooh, David Laffham. Yeah, and this is like, you know, Laffham is uh, notorious for writing stories that aren't as straightforward as your average mm-hmm. comic book stories. This was like the most straightforward book that ooh. I've read from him in a long time. That's fun. Um, and uh, I would love, like, you know, the, what was that great 
um, obviously Jonah Hex, the Palmiotti, and um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's Palmiotti, and he's uh, other co-writer or author. Um, oh, Justin Gray. That's right. They're, they're old um, Jonah Hex run, and then they did the Western All Star Western uh-huh, uh-huh. for New Two. Like I miss those series. I love cowboy stories. Yeah, I don't find cowboys that interesting. Okay, well this was real good. Okay, um, and didn't result in like all the women being riddled with bullets. That's nice. <laughs> like most Westerns are. Um, I highly recommend this one. Uh, th- these two in particular. Yeah, Gun- Gunhawks and uh, Cryptic Shadows are my favourites. And I think we have one or two more of these weird little one-shots coming out. That's cool. But it's good. it's good. It's good seeing a publisher revisit parts of their history and hopefully these sell well enough that we get more of the, more of the good ones. Mm. Who knows? Seems but unlikely. They were not the only number ones Marvel put out this Goodness month. Goodness gracious, no. No, no, no. Marvel love putting out number ones. <laughs> we have Chip Zdarsky um, mm-hmm. writing Daredevil now um, with art by Mark... Marcus Cicchetto? Marco? Marco Cicchetto. Um, that and can't be right. Cicchetto? Yeah, no. it, is, it is Marco Cicchetto. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Sunny Go on colours um, for one of the best-looking Daredevil issues oh. I've ever seen. Yes. But is that enough for me to keep reading a story that felt like I've read this Daredevil story so oh, really? many times before? I really enjoyed this. As someone who doesn't read much Daredevil, I was like, ah, this feels like a really depressing but like well-written Exploration you described of this every single run of Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that's his vibe. I know he's like like Bendis, Brubaker, Wade. Like Wade's the only one that didn't go depressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I thought this was good. I like I, story wise, like plot wise, I thought it was like fairly tightly paced. It had a good bit of him crying to a priest, which is what I expect from my Daredevil comics. Mm-hmm. I sort of enjoyed it. I really, I, I, I enjoyed it, mm. but I'm like. Do I need to read this story again? Mm, I don't know. I feel yeah. like I've not, not only have I read this story before, I feel like I've watched it in, you know, two yeah. seasons of, of uh, the Daredevil show as well. That's what a lot of people have said is that it feels very much in the same like spirit as the TV show and it feels like a bit of a continuation. Yeah. Which I didn't really watch the TV show. So. I was hoping for Chip Zadarsky to be the one to bring back the lightness of Wade's run. Nah, no way. Why this is do Chip doing a depressing comic. <sighs> This is Chip doing serious comics. Do you remember how good that run was? Yeah, for yeah, for most of the time. I reckon go back all the time. Until like the very end. The weird San Francisco stuff. I reckon that holds up. I reckon I would, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was good fun. But, you know, send him back to his depressing roots. Sure. Or something. Um, there's a little but backup. But gorgeous. Looks gorgeous. Looks incredible. There's a great backup by Chip. Um where uh, it's like just four page um, story where on the left side of the page we see what what we would see and then on the right side of the page you see what Daredevil sees. Yeah. So it's the same the same nine panels except um, the you only see kind of like silhouettes and words, um, like echoing sounds and things like that that make up what Daredevil sees using yeah. his, you know, his powers. Um, I felt like it was exploring some things, which, like, again, I don't really watch Daredevil, so I was like, but I haven't, I feel like I haven't really seen that many Daredevil stories that deal with, like, is he actually helping at all or is he making things significantly worse for everyone? Every, but is that every Daredevil? Every Daredevil. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> he does, Look, he does I, get a lot of girlfriends killed. Um, Who has killed more girlfriends inadvertently, Wolverine or um, Daredevil? Probably Daredevil. I think, yeah, no, I mean, Daredevil more, like, girlfriends that stuck around for a long while uh. whereas Wolverine will have like a girl introduced in at, at the start of, a, of, a, of an issue and be like I've got or, amnesia or see you later yeah, yeah. <laughs> dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> um look this is not bad by no. any means it just for me I was just like it, 
bit paint by numbers. Uh, yeah, and definitely something I might revisit once he's done a few more issues. I mean, that that Spider Man run that he did, I didn't like at first, but then when I went back to it, yeah. there was ton- tons of little arcs that he did within it that I really enjoyed. Yeah, true. So, yeah, and it looks great. So if you like sort of great if looking you like, comics, if you like great looking comics, and you like Daredevil being exactly what you expect of him, and <laughs> <laughs> this might be a good comic for you. Um, we also got Donny Cates doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with uh, his God Country. Uh, cl- no, uh, yeah, was Jeff Shaw his God Country collaborator? And then yes. also Thanos, maybe? Yeah, Jeff Shaw. Maybe. Jeff Shaw and uh, Marty Gracia on colors. So they're the new Guardians of the Galaxy team. Uh, Jerry Duggan, still not done with uh, Infinity, etc. Uh, yeah, more, more it on will that, never end. More on that later. Uh, but yeah, um, Tony Cates is now uh, taking over Guardians of the Galaxy. And the first issue saw... Uh, a bunch of cosmic people trying to track down uh, Thanos, who uh, in his video will told him everyone that yeah. he was going to, um, his conscious was going to be transported to someone else in the in the galaxy, mm-hmm. and it's up to them to hunt that thing down. Mm. Um, and at the end of issue one, we find out that the Guardians of the Galaxy are now, well, now it's it's like it's not the Guardians you expect. It's like it's Star Lord and Groot. With um, Moon Dragon and Phyla, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and um, uh, Horseface. Peter Ray Bill. Peter Ray Bill. <laughs> I just got really like disappointed in you. <laughs> Sorry. I was too busy thinking about how I just dogged the pronunciation of Phyla. I'm sure it's Phyla or something mm, like that. Like I a shoes. No idea. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, this felt like. I feel I feel bad. I feel mean because Donny Cates has only been like an A-list writer for a minute, and I'm like, I'm tired of your shtick, Donny Cates. Do something <laughs> else. Um, but I feel like Cosmic Ghost Rider is in real strife of being massively overused. Yeah, it's a strange thing. In I, the I, MU. I thought he was going to show up for like an arc. No, but he's like a main character in this. Everyone now. fucking loves him, man. He's new Deadpool. It's new <laughs> Deadpool, and you know it. Um, so I thought this was like semi enjoyable. Oh, it's sorry. just like I w- like I don't love the cosmic side of the MCU that much anyway, um, so I think I take a bit more convincing. And I love Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I like you've not eh. read much of Abnett Abn- Abn- and Lanning's yeah, uh, nah. cosmic run. Oh, hang on, I'm gonna you got to close that door. Yeah, fucking hell, I don't know what, I know what your neighbors jerks. are doing. Oh, and, and they drop your neighbors are dropping the microphones. <laughs> yeah, but look, I, I I've, I've stuck with it. I read the second issue of Guardians as well. Um, and, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fine. Again, I, I, it's not the, uh, I didn't read issue two. So what happens in it? Do you want to talk about it now or later? Um, I, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, I can't okay. really remember what that, but it's, it's more of more of the same. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fun. Cosmic characters. Yeah. Arguing mm. <laughs> in space. <laughs> that sounds fun. Like we, like I said earlier, everything's more fun in space. True. That's true. Um, Wolverine infinity watch. Okay. We both are dumb enough to read this, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> so after the embarrassingly bad, in my opinion, uh, Infinity yeah, Wars. Yeah, what happened at the end of that? I stopped like picking it up. I and definitely so I talked about it last uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to keep the information in my head. I hate it so much that I just can't force myself. It was to a largely unnecessary event yeah. that went on way too long with way too many spin-offs and just like just kept going and going, and it's still going. We now have Wolverine Infinity Watch, which. Reveals to us that the Wolverine that we saw in the Marvel Legacy one-shot that came out one and a half years ago, written yeah. by Jason Aaron, the Wolverine we saw in that issue who showed up and like killed a frost giant and then put a beer in its ribcage to keep yes. cold, uh, that wasn't regular Wolverine. That was, in fact, uh, this like crazy... Uh, Old Man Phoenix Wolverine. Old Man Phoenix, yeah. I don't yeah. know who he is. Um, but this is the... This is- 
this is what you've done, Donny Cates. This is on you, man. Why well, is it Donny Cates' fault? Because he came up with that, didn't he? That's Jason Aaron. Jason Either Aaron, way, <laughs> you started this, Donny Cates. You started this future, far future version bullshit. I don't know if you did. But so now we have, yeah, like two Wolverines and Loki arguing in a the burnt remnants of a X Men X Mansion X Mansion. Um, that, that's the X Mansion, right? Because now the X Men are in Central New, Park, Central Park, New York. Maybe no, they're all in an alternate universe. Oh, Keep up. That's right. Fuck. <laughs> what if they're in Central Perk, the the coffee shop you, from Friends? <laughs> I wish. Are you reading any of the X Men books? Uh, or am I going to have to try and remember which ones I actually read? I'm looking forward to the Leah Williams' one that comes out this week. Yeah. I tried to read Nightcrawler number one. No, I also I looked at it and I went no. That's some can't. of the worst layouts I've seen in a comic in a while. Nice. Uh, but um, I'm reading all the other ones, so we can talk about them later. Oh, I should probably talk about them in the first things first. Let me look up what I read. You okay. keep talking. Uh, I don't know. Wolverine is like now going to... We, we basically get like a, a recount of everything that happened in Infinity Wars in this issue. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like Wolverine is going to have to like be the one to keep... So now the Infinity Stones aren't stones. They're people. So, the, Ugh, so yeah, blah, and, blah, and Wolverine is going to have to protect them, starting with this guy who has managed to the time. He is the Time Stone and has used his time powers to escape jail. He's a prisoner. Um, Good. So, and now you have um, what's his name? Big guy who runs with a ch- Chitari. I don't know who the fuck this is. He's big. He's, <laughs> He's a Chitari. Big bro. green dude. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I'm going to read any more of it. It's weird that this is what, like, you know, we're going to talk about the finale of, um, is it Return of Wolverine? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which I loved. Yeah, but good, right? how weird that this is now the Wolverine series. It's very strange. Yeah. It is very strange. A weird welcome it back. It seems like, a, yeah, it's a quite strange um, way to bring back. Art on this one was by Andy McDonald and colors by Geordie Belair. And uh, it was fine. Mm, um, should I talk about X-Men quickly? Yeah, sure thing. So I read both... Um, what have I read so far? Because, guys, there's been big shit happening in the X-Men. Um, so in... Oh, man, what was it called? I can't even remember. One of the X-Men series, Nate Gray, X-Man, who is the potential future child of Jean Gray and... Cyclops. Cyclops from the Age of Apocalypse and now is back here for reasons I don't know. Um, he fused together with who's... Professor X's son, Legion, Legion, and became like super all powerful. And he decided that he needed to fix the X universe by doing something that I have often suggested and taking the X-Men into their own universe, take them out of the mainstream MU. And now they're in their own pocket universe or something, having left behind only Wolverine and Cyclops, I think. Oh no, there's a couple other people. Anyway, whatever. Um, so why would you leave anyone behind? <laughs> Cause fuck those guys. They're troublemakers. As yeah, if Wolverine sure. and Cyclops are the troublemakers. Um, and so we get, um, we got the first issue of Age of X-Men, the Marvelous X-Men, um, which is the team starring, it's like Jean Grey, Cyclops, uh, X-23, Nightcrawler, Magneto and Storm and X-Men, oh, and Jubilee. And um, it's written by Lonnie Nadler and illustrated by Zach Thompson. Uh-huh. Great. Oh no, Zach Thompson also writing, Marco Feyer on um on art and basically in this x universe everything's like everything's great the x-men have it's very peaceful they sort of stop natural disasters and everything's really great and everything's really great but no one no one no one can be in love 
everyone has to <laughs> X-Men decided that the, the thing that was stopping the X-Men achieving their true potential was the fact that there was too much fucking too much fucking in That's the X-Men hilarious it's very funny and they all they live in a little cul-de-sac and they all live in separate houses that have their like personalities in them do you know what I mean? And yeah. like, um, like flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, fucking Colossus' house is like metal and wearing thigh high boots. No, that's not true. You know what I mean? It's like Baba Yaga's house. Um, <laughs> but it's just really funny. And there are occasional like sort of insurgencies of people being like, "You can have sex. It's okay. X Men suck." And then they're like brainwashed by X Men. Um, so it's kind of like it's this. Age of Apocalypse E alternate university um, like hilarious yeah like Pleasantville yeah. X Men thing and I find it very enjoyable. It's good fun. It's very silly, um, and I think it's like a nice welcome change to the X universe. And I'm genuinely excited about most of the sort of little spin offs that we're getting. So where does the conflict come from? Um, the conflict comes from the fact that like people are figuring out that this is not the main universe as always happens in alternate universes everyone's starting to go like wait a second this doesn't seem quite right why can't we fuck again i don't understand this i have a penis why aren't i allowed to use it um and so we also got issue one of age of x-men next gen which has this fucking best um uh pacello cover all right. not Bicello Interiors. It's written by Ed Brisson, whose X-Men work I'm really, really enjoying. I think he's doing, like, good, fun things. Um, illustrated by Marcus Toe, who does very serviceable, yeah, very yeah. attractive like superhero Toe. comics. Um, so this is the team of, like, Glob Herman, um, Gold Balls. <laughs> That's why I had Gold Balls on the brain. Um, <laughs> I think I boys the episode in is called Gold Balls find... on the Brain. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love Gold Balls. Um, he's an underused character. I love gold I balls. <laughs> um, so this is like the school-based series. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and so we've got like Armor, who I love. Yeah, Armor's I think Armor's a great character. Anol and Rockslide. Um, and they're all sort of at the school and slowly like Anol goes on an X-Men mission um, and finds out that it's like a sort of anti-X-Men thing right. and he sees people being um he sees other people from the school being brainwashed and stuff like that so we're starting to get like that conflict from there from the young um younger x-men i just think it's like it's very silly it's very fun i'm cool. enjoying, I'm X-Men glad you're enjoying again. it that's great yeah and we've got that extremists book coming out from leah williams which i'm like incredibly excited so do you about. think that'll be from the point of view of the people that are like we can still fuck uh i assume so i yeah. assume it's gonna be like because it's all like um I can't think of who's in it. Uh, if, if, an ex, if a mutant in that doesn't say, I have a penis, I should be allowed to use it, whatever you said <laughs> Look, earlier. Look, it's a Leah Williams book. If yeah. anyone's going to do it, I yep. think that she will. I'm just so excited to see her on an uh, ongoing Marvel series. Because yeah. the one shots she did last year in the, in the X-Men world was so good. Yeah. She's really, really, really good. She's it, very good at what you know she if, does. Is Emma Frost on magic in, in her book? Um, let me just peep. Peep it. It is Psylocke, Iceman, North Stars. Northside, great. Yeah, so you know it's going to be um, very gay. Blob, great. Jubilee, maybe I was wrong about Jubilee being in the other book. And Monita, I don't know who Monita is. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah. Protect people from threats they won't even know existed, including the most insidious threat of all, love. Yes. Okay, so they're cool. going to be like the uh, the crack team from, um, the, from uh, the X-Men. You know what I mean? Like yeah, kind totally. of the um, Almost like X Force, except instead of killing people, they're fucking people. Yes. <laughs> no, stopping people from fucking, banning. Oh the fucking. right, they're actually yeah. okay. Right. Oh no, I don't um, want that. 
but I think there probably will be. And then we've also got um, Age of X-Men, Prisoner X from Vita Ayala and German Peralta, um, which looks great. Fantastic. Oh, that looks great as well. Anyway, it's good fun. Great. Go X-Men. Fantastic. Well, um, I... Uh I'm going to move from X-Men. We've got two more Marvel books over here that i got up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Avengers No Road Home. Yes, yes, this yes. This is a new weekly Avengers series by the same team that gave us the weekly Avengers series last year, which was called... Avengers Road no- Home. No. Was it No Surrender? Was that what it was called? Probably. Something like that. Um, anyway, um, it's Al Ewing, Jim Zub, Mark Wade on writing, and we have Paco Medina, um, Juan Velasco, and Jesus Abertov on art duties. Um, and uh, this is not the same team. I thought it was going to be a bunch of the same heroes. It's a mm. few few crossover, but we have um, Hercules, Rocket Raccoon, Hawkeye, uh, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Spectrum, Blue Marvel, Tony Ho, Monica Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was talking about... Um... Who's the who's the chicken yellow? Anyway, whatever. Voyager. Yeah, there we go. Voyager. Um, Voyager returns from No Surrender. Yeah. Uh, and the Hulk, um, Bruce Banner, not uh, uh, Amadeus Cho, who was ah. in the last series. Um, but this is all about uh, gods are being killed, specifically Herculean gods. The yeah. Roman, uh, the Greek gods. Greek gods. That's the one. Um, and uh, Zeus is ginger. And dead. And dead. N- neck snapped. Yeah. Um, and so this this basically deals with um, Voyager returning to Earth and transporting. Uh, this bizarre team of the of Avengers uh, to um, where the fuck does Hercules live again? Mount Olympus. That's the one. Um, and uh, and only to find that all of his family are dead. Oh no! That's sad. And now, so this now this awful uh, witch. Hercules' mighty heart is breaking. And he's just he's like kind of the main character in this first issue. I think mm. every issue is going to take the main point of view of a different character on the theme. So the yeah. second issue is from Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, which I, anyway, you're not not into that one. No, Hawkeye lost, loses a thumb. Everybody, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I think more. I think more superheroes should lose small limbs. I think it makes a lot of sense. Know, you f- all have too many limbs. Digits. Digits. Anyway, they should all have like one eye and horrible scarring and like no toes or something. Okay, cool. Um, but I just thought it was very fucking. I hate the narration over the top of like him. Yeah. What is it? What does it mean to be a guy with just a bow who fights alongside guards? It just means. You believe more. I've read so many issues where that happens. For whatever reason, always fine with it. I don't know why. I hate it. I, I just yeah. hate it. I'm so tired of hearing what it means to be an Avenger. Just do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> just be it. God. Um, I'm going to keep reading this, though. This is like something that I know is not as good as other comics that I read. But sometimes <laughs> it's important to read those things that make you feel happy. And this mm. comic makes me feel happy. This ha- this comic made me feel angry because I read it too closely. You know what? I actually like the first issue, but the second issue annoyed me so much that I was like, "Nah, done." Yeah. Okay, well, I'll I'll let you know if it uh, if if it continues okay. to be nah or good. Great, thank you. Uh, finally, uh, last Marvel is a uh, a book that I'm sure you enjoy. Yeah, Savage Sword of Conan. Uh, yes, the please. The first of three. Sorry, the second of three um, Conan series. Um, Does that include the one where he's in the Avengers? No. No, he's, yeah, he's also going to be... But great. He's showing up in the uh, War of Realms um, event as well and all kinds of weird Marvel stuff. Like, fucks everyone and kills everyone. Hell leaves. yeah. Conan. In which order? <laughs> <laughs> um, Savage Sword of Conan is a, uh, a new series written by Jerry Duggan with Ron Garney on art. Yes, which please. Which is such a great choice. And to- God, that cover is just Unbelievable. Yeah. Is that Alex Ross? I think it's Alex it Ross. Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. He's uh, fucking so good. Richard Isenov on uh, on Colors. Um, and uh, this is a, a basically, like, I was like, how different could this book possibly be? It's totally different to, to Jason Aaron's one. Totally different. Uh, this is like a, um, 
real like throwback pulpy kind of pirate buccaneering Conan mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's still as grisly and over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds himself chained to a to an innocent prisoner, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the two of them have to escape. But um, like uh, the recklessness of Conan puts the prisoner that he's chained to in as much danger. That you know, mm. he, yeah, he, he's as big a risk to the, the prisoner's life as the people trying to shoot him. Incredibly enjoyable, super so fun. fun, super duper fun. Um, I took your advice and uh, gave the second issue of uh, Jason Aaron's uh, Conan series a shot too, and loved it. We'll talk, so about, talk about that later too. But yeah, yeah, you're right. This Conan shit in Marvel is real good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a bunch of writers who, when they were given the option to like get their hands on that universe, were like, "Yes, I'm gonna write some barbarians." But like, and we're just having Jason Aaron kind of already so was. Like, give finish the goddamned Jason. Yeah, that's true. Give finish me more it. Bible. Yeah. Stories. Jason. Jason. God. Jason. Um, finally, I mean, moving on from yeah. Marvel uh, to a book called Oliver, written, written by Gary Witter um, with <laughs> um, art by Derek Robertson. I, yes. Colors by Diego Rodriguez. Um, here's the problem. I don't enjoy the, 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 the play. Or, or oh, you don't like Dickens? The story of Oliver Twist. And I keep, blimey, I, gov. I keep, I, I feel like, you know, Olivia Twist was as if that wasn't blatant enough. That was going to be a, uh, yeah. an Oliver, a, a book called Oliver. Of course, that's what it's going to be about. It's a, yeah. this is a weird, it's uh, a girl, Oliver Twist, right? You t- like, no, um, is that the cover? Olivia Twist is, yeah. O- uh. yeah, yeah, Oliver, this is like a, um, you know, grisly apocalyptic future, um, Oliver Twist. Oliver <laughs> twist. Yeah. And I, I, when you don't like the source material, except for Oliver and company, the very underrated, though definitely what? bad. Uh, 1990 Disney movie in which Billy Joel voices a, uh, a stray dog. Oh, is it much like the original Dickens novel? Um, it's way funkier. <laughs> <laughs> There's like heaps of dumb songs in it. It's great. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I do like I, like I do like Dickens, but I just kind of couldn't. I just don't like. I don't know. I just can't quite be fucked with that kind of stuff anymore. Like using properties and. Blah 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 blah. I understand yeah. that's like what comics lives on. Yeah, and I don't totally. like Derek Robertson, um, so I kind of wish I realized that it was him. But yeah, I just couldn't quite bring myself to read that one. Yeah, this is a style of um, art that I've not seen Derek Robertson do. Like very like apocalyptic, you know, nuclear bombs, war. Like yeah, all, all men are, have been bred to look the same in this world, and Oliver is an oh. orphan who has been bred by two different humans, so oh. he looks different to everyone else. Oh no, yeah, that's no good. Um, it's not as like you know like. Oh, this is like what's his name, Fago or whatever. This Fago. is Fago. Fago. <laughs> um, it's 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 a. You bit, just love classic literature. Is a the thing huge about fan you. Of it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what, guys? Transmetropolitan has just been reprinted. So if you're gonna if you want to read something by Derek Robinson, probably just pick up the nice new trades, which have the first twelve issues. And I haven't read that comic since I was a teenager. But I assume it holds up really well. Uh, it, the first, I would say those exact issues in that book do not. Ah. And then immediately after it, it gets better. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I read it uh, I'm due for a reread. in the I last five loved years. I that book. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's so different and weird and cool. But yeah, the, the, the first few issues, I'm like, shut up, Warren Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making yourself every character. <laughs> no. Um, I've got uh, some IDW books and a, cool. book, and a book that you reviewed last month. Great that uh, you recommend I pick up, but you've got a Vertigo book over here. Yeah, did you did you include last week's stuff in? This? I, I have got some stuff. I just forgot I didn't pick these ones ah, up because cool, cool, cool. uh, I just didn't. Yeah, nice. Um, well, I read a uh, high level, 
um, a new book from Vertigo written by Rob Sheridan with art by, oh no. Extremely good friend of the show, Connor. Mm-hmm. They said they loved this this series, this this first issue. Oh man, where the fuck is the titles page? Come on, mate. It's a DC Why are you thing doing this to me? The end. I hate you. Is it Nowhere. <sighs> anyway, the people I'll involved are Rob Sheridan. It. Oh, no, I need to look at it to okay. remember what happens in it. Rob Sheridan, Barnaby, Bagenda, and Romulo Fiato Jr. He's a colorist, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. you've got to assume he's on colors. So I did enjoy this, but what happens in it? It's a girl and she lives. It's a post-apocalyptic future. It's Oliver. It's Oliver. Everyone's Oliver. Everyone's Oliver. singing. Oliver. <laughs> Everyone's picking pockets. Oh, God. Billy Joel is in Oh, okay, cool. Okay, so it's like classic. What was that really bad movie with Matt Damon a couple of years ago? Future. Uh, oh, the, uh, ik, 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 Elysium. Oh, Elysium, yeah, yeah. Elysium. It's very much that vibe. So there's like Which the you poor loved, people. right? You, you're on the, the record and saying you enjoy <laughs> that movie. Don't you, you love shit sci-fi. I love shit sci-fi. <laughs> Man, if I told you the movies that I have watched recently, it would be genuinely shaming to me. Like, um... So I'm not going to, but (laughs) I think I enjoyed that. I don't think I fully enjoyed that movie because you're like, Matt Damon is like the sort of Mexican working class hero doesn't heaps work for me. But I love the sort of dumb concept of like, the people living in the clouds and then the poor people on the ground. Um, But this is that. And then our hero is a girl who steals things, does things. Is bad for some reason. It's kind of punky. I did enjoy this. Easily the is worst this a description of a comic you've ever given. What the fuck is going on in it? <laughs> oh, okay. So she steals. What genre things. is it? She steals things. There we go. It's like a sci-fi heist. Great done. Um, so she steals things, and then she gets into some trouble, and her ex-boyfriend, who's now in the military, God, what a loser. Um, <laughs> she is like, I need you to do a job for me, and it's like she has to transport a small girl from a to b oh she's from high level and she has to take her home right cool and this is like our heroine is like fuck high level i don't care about that place why would i care about that place i don't even think it's real i think you're all like going to a sort of mine or something you idiots all of her sort of colleagues who are trying to get into high level anyway i enjoyed this hmm. as much as my terrible explanation of it um that no, was great don't listen to anyone who tells you otherwise <laughs> So that's some professional reviewing. It's good. Definitely. Um, but it, it was super enjoyable. It's a good first issue, genuinely. Why don't you do some more professional reviewing? Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. So first issue, I read the first issue of Incursion from Valiant, written by our good friend Andy Diggle. Is um, he? Is he my good friend? Yeah. Yes, we're best friends. And <laughs> Alex, Alex pa- Packnedal. Um, good. With pencils by Doug Braithwaite, colors by Jose Villarubio and Villarubia and Diego Rodriguez. And this is about, you know, that little girl who has crazy powers in the Valiant universe called Tama. She's okay, the yep. geomancer. Right, yep. And she is protected by that guy who can't die, Gilad. The um The Immortal Warrior. That's right. Yep. Uh, and we're getting like a, a the female version of the Immortal Warrior coming soon. The Immortal Warrior. Called the Forgotten No. Called the Forgotten Queen. Apparently he goes around cleaning up all the messes that she starts. Sounds right. great. Written cool. by Tini Howard. I'm excited about that. Anyway, that's not about what this is. This is about Um Gillard trying to protect Tama from this like evil queen thing. Or something. Anyway, I liked it. Yeah. That's good. I like Valiant. I thought this was a good fun. I like those characters. I like this evil queen. She's very horrible. Her name is something. 
I like that they just do like a bunch of like weird miniseries every year that continue yeah. a general story of, yes. of the Valiant universe. That is cool. That is cool. Good job, Valiant. Um, I didn't like. I'm not totally sold on the art. There's this weird like. I feel like the the inks need to be stronger or something. Like, it looks really pencilly. Two in five Valiant books look like this. Yeah. Um, just get an inker. Doug guys. It doesn't look That's... like you got anyone on. Yeah, I don't think there's an inker. Um, there's pencils and colors. Probably. Get one less colorist and yeah, missing one put step an anchor in. Yeah. Um, but other than that, very enjoyable. Cool. Good kind of spacey fantasy weirdness. Oh, Sci-fi cool. fantasy. Oh, no. Uncool. I was like, cool, there's a Punk Mambo comic coming out. I'm like, oh, it's written by Colin Bunn. Yeah, I know. Thank you, next. Um, IDW this week, this month, this week, actually, uh, I think, uh, released G.I. Joe, Sierra Muerte. Oh, I miss this. Do you know why I picked this up? Because it's by Copra, bro. Yep. Copra, uh, Copra creator, uh, Michael Fife. Fife? Fife. Fife. Fifi. Fife. Mm. Fife. Mm. Um, and it actually, is, is it Michael even? Because it's Michelle. It could be Michelle ah. Fife. Mm. What do you reckon? What are the odds definitely, of that? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> uh, but he created Copra and he's done lots of great, completely over the top um, uh, revisits of like old Liefeld properties and yep. Transformers books. And he's just real good. Um, in real fact, weird. Real weird. And I much prefer his take on like revisiting old properties than that was that X-Men thing that the... Um, Hip hop comic guy. Yeah, yeah, did. yeah. You know, grand I get design, even... X Men grad design. Yeah. yeah. Who? Who? What's his name? It's not Ed Brisson, is it? Uh, no, no, it sounds like that, but it's yeah, not. I it's not that. Confused. Man, we're such a good comic podcast. So Amazing. informative and knowledgeable. Fact based. <laughs> yeah, just great memories all around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I have no connection to the GI Joe world whatsoever. I didn't grow up with the cartoons. I think I had one of the figures. Don't ask me which one it was because I have no idea what it's called. I went to the Australian premiere of one of the movies, not the first one, the one that The Rock's in. Is Rihanna in that too? No, it was Battleship. No. Yeah. Is that a G.I. Joe movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, G.I. Joe Sierra Muerte uh, introduces you to just like a bunch of characters with stupid names. Um, you know some of them about. I know who Cobra Commander is. And this is about Cobra Commander is sick and... Oh, can he destroy? Fully sick or no, he's, he's dying. Oh no! So he, and there's like brilliant moments where like he'll he'll say like you know um, like do this for and then you see like in the background like behind a helicopter it's he's yelling cobra in the back <laughs> and then 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 coughing afterwards. So it's like really witty and funny and very aware of what this comic is, what mm-hmm. it was in the past, and what it's trying to do now. Mm-hmm. So not not letting go of certain elements that were important to you know. It's goofy past, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but also like you know modernizing enough that it feels funny to read now. Yeah, cool. um, but also you can tell he's just like you know Mike, Michael is just a massive fan of GI Joe, all the characters um, in it. So yeah, it's like yeah, a, a dying Cobra Commander trying to I guess you know destroy GI Joe and possibly the world before he do- destroys himself. Classic Cobra Commander. It looks unreal. The art is so good. It's he's so weird. Good. It's just a, a, it, there's something like kind of unfinished about his art that yeah. i love so much like, it's like there's something to, like the big fat blacks outlining and then like the lack of um thick blacks on the inside of yeah. everything it reminds me of mm-hmm. sam keith um in a way the, the max guy yep yep yep, um, yep very and, much and it reminds also reminds me of like just like a, like a fanzine yep that has a real great quality about it absolutely um i realize i also i often commit um, confusing with tom scioli Scully. Yes, 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 yes. Um, he's the guy who does the, tra- the Transformers uh, stuff. And he, so he's done G.I. Joe stuff in the past before. I thought it was the same guy. They're very different. Different different men. Uh, but just 
equally also cool, great. just like you know, very unique style and bringing a, a, a new kind of voice and and uh, and look to. It's such a fun way to update these like mm-hmm. franchises that can be really stayed and like. I like it because it's because it has that kind of fanzine quality. It's something that I think that hardcore fans would enjoy because it kind of appeals to them and talks directly to them. But it also is like much more accessible mm-hmm. for people who don't know about GI Joe. Dummies it's really like fun. me. Dummies yeah. like me. Yeah. Uh, so also IDW put out um, a one shot um, by of the Spider King. Ah, cool, cool, cool. The Spider yes, King is I saw an Australian this and comic. Didn't get it. Um, that they that came out as a as a graphic novel a couple of years ago, and last year IDW released uh, it in, as four single issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Someone in the creative team is Australian, not the whole creative team. Right, yeah, Josh Van, though. the writer, yeah. is Australian. Uh, we have art by Simone Diamini, colors by Adrian Block. Um, but then we have uh, this. This is uh, so that we have like a new update featuring the characters of this world. Basically, this is like this great. I shouldn't like this as much as I do. Uh, it is like a fantasy kind of like you know. A bunch of Vikings, Isn't Vikings, Vikings? Yeah, yeah, Vikings. Um, actually, maybe Vikings. That's the fantasy like I do like. I like Vikings. I don't like elves. <laughs> <laughs> um, blatant elf racism. <laughs> um, and uh, aliens land um, on the uh, on the on in the in the village of these Vikings, and um, they basically the warring Vikings use alien tech to wage war on each other, and also try and uh, save themselves from the alien bad guys that have landed on their on their planet you like like fantasy genre mashups so like if it's fantasy with like a weird sci-fi bent you're like more yeah i think so more okay with it than just straight up but this is also this is just plain fun this isn't this this is not take itself seriously Mm. at all there's like there's gross out moments there's constant jokes yeah but at its heart it is just a fun adventure um, and so this sees um, our kind of heroes from the from the main series uh, on continuing their voyage uh, through the woods, and they come across a town uh, where all the animals are like infected with this like cool kind of toxic neon green. You can see their skeletons through their fur, and cool. uh, and they basically have to like uh, they've been infected by this alien parasite basically, and they have to rid rid the town of uh, this parasite. It's awesome. It sees them go up against like a big radioactive bear and a moose. Yes, please. It's amazing art by Diamini. Really uh, cool. And then the uh, backup is uh, a really fun kind of uh, short story written by Josh Van with art by Daniel Irizarry, who did that great um, Eric Freitas and Ulysses Farina's book ah. that came out through Lion Forge last yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. Um... Uh, uh, about the, the, the two little girls. Um, yeah, someone and someone. That was great shit. It was but, really yeah, yeah. good. And so, he was great. so it's, it's cool seeing him do takes on a couple of the characters and um, it's just a, a fun story of, of like a weird fucking elf uh, cool. stealing some alien tech from one of the main characters. It's great shit. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely recommend The Spider King. Um, Frostbite was the name of this one shot. Yeah, nice. Um, it was great to see the return to this world, and I hope I, I would definitely read more of this series. Totally, and um, I would read more stuff that Josh Van writes. Yeah, I me too. So. I hope he's working hard. Great, great collection too. Really well printed, great colors, mm. very good shit. Um, and finally, uh, on your recommendation, I picked up the Dynamite release, uh, Barbarella and Deja Thoris. Yay! Um, this was written by Leah Williams with art by German Garcia um, and colors by Addison Duke, and sees a portal bring together um, Barbarella, the uh, sci-fi. Uh, Pulpy. Sexploitation character. I said pulp a lot this episode. It's very pulpy week. Um, and uh, month. Um, and then also uh, the kind of like sword and sandals sex pot Deja yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and the two of them are kind of, they're, they're written in a way that they're both kind of quippy and like endlessly bitchy and sassy, but it's completely differently. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's not just like... Yes. Yeah. It's like they're distinct characters or something and they're yeah. not just chicks with tits from two different, like, with different haircuts. Leah Williams has done a thing which is, like, so fucking hard to do where she has a character like Barbarella who is, like, super hot and really smart. So And so headstrong, too. And super headstrong. And she... She still comes across as likable, like, well, and she, she's yeah. not. She's like, like a long, likable Constantine who like doesn't explain all any of the things that she's doing, even though they're going to affect a lot of people yes. that she's around negatively. That kind of gets away with it, and she's nice yeah. because she's hot. Yeah, um, or, or is she hot because she's nice? What came first? <laughs> um, I just love this book. I think it's like it's so fun and it's so smart and the characters are so clever and it's so fun seeing them bounce off each other and the, the sort of really developed characters. Like she's paid so much respect to these characters and created them. Like it's, it feels like the way that they should have always been written. Like I've read other Barbarella comics post the originals and they're just not that fun and they're just not that interesting. And I think that Leah Williams is just, like, interesting and smart enough to make these characters something fun. And I have tried hard to get into Deja Thoris comics. I, every now and again, I give it a red-hot go. And I have never managed it with any success. This is the first time that I think anyone's done justice to either of the characters. And, I and love they that, look great. And they, they look, look sexy. Yeah, yeah anyway. totally. It's like the, the both both characters look really sexy. You know, yeah. Barbarella's in, like, a bodysuit. Yeah. Deja Thoris is not in much at all. But yeah. She wears just them... nipple pasties. But she's like, I'm an archaeologist. But like neither of them, it doesn't feel exploitative. It's, yes, it's just like this is a sick comic. This is yeah. really, really good. It's possible for there yeah. to be like sex in comics and for it to not be exploitative, for it to not be horrible. And I think that the answer is to get it written by Leah Williams. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good. She's, She's one so of my absolute good. favorites now. And I've never yes. read that many things by her. But I just... She's just like come out of no like that's not true i'm sure she's been working very hard but from like the perspective of mainstream comic book fans she is just like shot out of the gate and is like just far and away one of the most exciting voices i think in comics totally agree really into it um so that's it for um first things first great can we pause so i can pee of course go for it she's back hello 20 minutes later am i right god this pregnancy thing. Tell you what, mates. <laughs> uh, Siobhan, so we didn't review, we only reviewed one image book in that big glut of first things first. Let's talk about some image books that came out that weren't number ones. Let's do it. Um, are you still enjoying Die, Die, Die by Robert yes. Gerkman, Scott M. Gimple, Chris Burnham, and Nathan Fairbarn? Yes, I am. Remind uh, me what happened in this issue, though. <laughs> well, everything, uh, basically, like, you know, the, the whole, the whole kind of plot has been masterminded by two political figures. One mm-hmm. of them is the current president, the other one is kind of like, the man who sits above her mm-hmm. um, and uh, pulls all the strings. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a big kind of uh, fight between the two of them in this issue. Um, it feels like this is reaching a natural conclusion, like very soon. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the issue coming out this week is the last issue, but who knows? I feel like I don't think so. Cause like, I think I remember when it first started coming out, they have like, as is sort of normal for Kirkman, reasonably like ambitious ideas about how long this can go. And they were really far ahead. Like they'd already got like, yeah, wow. I'm, There's 12 look, issues in the can or something like that. They've introduced a lot of characters in the, over, yeah. over the last few issues, so they, they clearly have lots more they can do with the story beyond the three brothers. But I find it very satisfying if um, this arc does sort of have a good conclusion. You yes, know, that's definitely. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, what new issue of this comes out this week? Uh, it's still really fun. Yeah, the art's it's, still, like, disgusting. The story's really hilarious. Yeah, it's my favourite Kirkman comic, I think. Yeah, same. Yeah. I've never read... Walking Dead or <laughs> Invincible or anything that he's famous for. But I like this one. Well, I may as well talk about Walking Dead right now. Yeah, do it. That is uh, uh, the comic that he writes. Uh, written what is by happening in it? Robert, written by Robert Kirkman with art by Charlie Adlard. Um, and do the dead continue to walk? Stefano 
Guadiano on uh, on inks, Cliff Rathburn on grey tones. No colours in this book. It's a black and white one. I'll see. Um, and uh, so it's issue 188 came out this month, um, which means that we are 12 issues wow. away from issue 200. And I realised that the last time I really enjoyed The Walking Dead was around issue 150. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> so that means that I think we're very close to this crazy build up to something shocking and crazy happening for mm. the two issue. I'm sticking around for that because <laughs> I'm not mm. I'm not loving this arc. Some pretty crazy things happen towards the end of this, but it is it just feels like you know this is it's not a zombie comic anymore. Yeah. Um, there are zombies in it, but like it is more about like, you know, can society rebuild itself after? But that was like, that was the way people used to scenario. try and sell me on The Walking Dead yeah. when I was always like, nah, I don't really like zombie books. They're like, it's not about zombies, man. Now I just want it to be a zombie survival yeah, book yeah, again. Yeah. And who knows, maybe we'll go, get to that after issue, issue 200. But mm. there have been some cool, weird threats and villains over the course of the 188 issues so far. And the one that we're dealing with at the moment is probably the most boring that we've seen so far. Mm. Um, still, 12 issues to 100. I can do it, baby. Yeah, One more can. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the main reason I'm uh, bringing up Walking Walking Dead this week is that uh, the next Skybound book, do you know about it? Oh, it yes. Kyle yes. Starks and Erica Henderson doing a yes. book called Assassination. Fucking, it looks so good, man. They, um, I got sent by image like a um, little like uh, a trailer. Oh, trailer. oh, and also the first two issues. Oh, fuck. Made. Like digitally? Yeah. Oh, wow. So obviously I read one issue and then went, I hate reading digitally. I'm going to wait for this. Yep. But fuck, it's so good. Because at first I was like, ah, oh, they're trying to trick me with this sweet Erica Henderson cover. And then I was like, no way, it's Erica Henderson interiors too. Holy shit. Written by another extremely good comedy writer, Kyle Starks, who gave us uh, Big Rock Candy Mountain, uh-huh, the hobo uh-huh. comedy book last year. And also he's done, um, I kind of enjoyed that weird Mars Attacks book that he was doing over at yep. Dynamite. Um, and, uh, and, Something I read before it was like an action action book that he wrote before um, before he did Bureau Candy Mountain. He's a really good writer, very very funny, and great. Well matched to Erica Henderson's artwork for sure. There's like a the, the there's no kind of plot explanation really. Oh, there is a little bit. Like it's about hitmen and killers and bodyguards, but there's just the, the cast of characters. There's like almost 
more than 20 characters like mm. feature in this one advertisement for it. I'm on board. This was so much fun. The first issue is extremely fun. We'll talk about it more when, when it comes, it comes out, out. Obviously, man, oh man. March 13 is when it comes out. So we'll be talking about this next episode. Assassination, my most anticipated comic of the year. Now, I mm-hmm, guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've missed Erica Henderson a, bit, a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, she's just yes. so. Good. I love her character design so much, and seeing her do all these great kind of thugs and you know muscle muscle assassins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is she has be a, a fun, great voice, definitely. And she uses it to draw. Very, she very sure strange. Does. It's very impressive. Are you still reading Redlands? Yes. Jordi Belair, yes, Vanessa Del Rey with Clayton Cowles. Um, issue 10 of Redlands came out uh, last month with the new issue 11 coming out this week. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I'm struggling with this just because I can't remember anything that has happened in recent issues. I think this is a book that would be much better in trade. And I'm thinking maybe I need to make the switch. Possibly, yeah. Like, um, I think that the, the art is sort of murky to give tone, but sometimes doesn't necessarily help... Uh, in terms of communicating what's actually going on. Yeah. And it is a bit sort of non-linear and a Definitely bit sort of confusing. Um, but I really enjoy it. Did, you, did we talk about Buffy last month? No. Or did I not talk about issue one? Oh. Yeah, of course, Jodie Bell is writing that. Yeah. And guys, just very, very quick review. But fucking, it is so good. If you ever liked Buffy, really? if you ever enjoyed the TV show of Buffy, oh, I, this and- encapsulates the tone of of the original series and everything that we loved about it. And it is gorgeous to look at and it is brilliant. And Jodie Belair is so, so good. I really can't recommend it more strongly. We've sold out of it at King's. It's selling crazy huge numbers because finally, you know, it's not written. By like dudes. it's not controlled by Joss Whedon anymore, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So it's just like, it was, it, it's an absolute joy to read. Oh, cool. Really I'll, I'll, I'll definitely pick up the first really, one. Really, really good. I might move to trade on this, though, too. I do enjoy the, yeah. the, the tone that you... I mean... Yeah, it's like horrifying feminist sort of weird witch shit. It's but great. it jumps... I feel like it jumps not only from character to character, from different characters to different characters, issue, but also it feels like it jumps in different periods of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you're not... Yeah, things, things that you read in one issue aren't necessarily followed up in the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is actually something that uh, happened in the second issue of Criminal this month. I enjoyed that. Um, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, um, they've uh, they've started doing Criminal, their long-running crime anthology series as an ongoing series. Uh, they're not just writing a you know a five-issue um, story that's going to be collected in a trade. This is going to be a long, long-running, ongoing series. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ed Brubaker in the first issue kind of said like he's got big plans for this, and it's not it's going to jump all over the place. And I was not expecting to just have a completely new story in this issue, issue two, featuring none of the characters that were in issue one. They but are, man, that was a very it was a very enjoyable story. So this uh, sees the return of an artist, a character that is actually featured in I think the second trade of Criminal. Uh, he's like the main character and an, an artist who kind of like gets in over his head, as many characters in the Criminal universe do. Of course, this is a book written by Ed Brubaker with art by Sean Phillips and colors by Jacob Phillips, who's I'm just loving his colors more and more as I read more of uh, of the Criminal books and the kind of his, things that he's doing with the with his father and Ed. Um, it's a really, really different style to what Brubaker and Phillips have done in the, in, in the past, but it fits it really, really well, I think. Yeah, really, really fun and like a really, um, like a very enjoyable thing if you know about the comic book industry, but also very satisfying to read if you don't, like just telling a good story and using that world to kind of shape it. Really yeah, fun. no, definitely. Um, the, the issue itself, yeah, it's, it's, it's told from the point of view of a, uh, a comic book artist who is uh, asked to be the escort for mm-hmm. a um like a kind of uh, like a classic like a jim steranko or a, yeah like a like someone who was around in the days of stanley and kirby mm. 
um, who has a reputation as a, a comic book art thief. Mm-hmm. He steals other people's original art and sells it uh, to, to pay off his gambling debts. So a character that immediately fits in well to the, uh, the universe of Criminal. Um, but this is, yeah, we see like, you know, a 1997 era kind of Comic-Con um, convention. Um, and uh, yeah, we, again, we see this character in over his head in this gross world, but it's a, it's a criminal world that we haven't seen in this, in long running series yet. And it's uh, yeah. just so enjoyable. The, the depth of the characters and even though you like, they're despicable, there is that level of reliability that Brubaker is so good at putting into his despicable characters. It's great shit. Yeah. So good. Criminal. Man, I'm so, like, I'm, I'm so glad it's monthly and I can't believe it's as good as it is. It's so But fun. of course it is. What are they, how are they, when are they ever led us astray? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of our favorite series just got even nuttier. Ice Cream Man. Mm. Dumped a big old pile of nuts on top of these two scoops of ice cream that we get each month. I they, missed this issue because it's sold out so Oh, fast. shit. You can yeah. steal mine uh, while I'm editing. Uh, ice Cream Man, issue number nine, written by W.L. Maxwell Prince with um, art by Martin Marazzo um, and Chris O'Halloran on colors. Um, this is now this, like, basically, like, in the, in the past few issues we've seen glimpses of the ice cream man who mm-hmm. is in this horror anthology series often responsible for the horrors unleashed on uh Wait, did I read this our sad humans um but in some issues he is being chased by a um a black oh, I clad did read this. cowboy I'm dumb. Oh, anyway Siobhan's great. dumb everyone did you love it? Yes, I fucking loved it. I love every single issue of this. It's so fucking amazing. This sets up that these two characters, the cowboy and the ice cream man, are actually like brothers. Yes. Who are like kind of fantasy creatures. Yes. Who uh, travel from land to land and live out this weird chase and kind of unleash horrors onto whatever world they... Although one of them is good and one of them is evil. Mm-hmm. It's This was such a weird and cool issue which featured no ice cream. No ice cream. None but, at all. But there were men. Um, but man this is such a cool and weird series i can't wait for this to be collected as a a full full series i hope we get like i'm not one for like you know the deluxe hardcover editions or whatever but i'll definitely get it for this yeah absolutely it's like gorgeous to look at it's so weird it's so unusual it's so different from everything else i just yeah i really love it so good um die issue number three speaking of fantasy this is the Mm. uh, dungeons and dragons-esque fantasy role-playing comic um in which uh six teenagers uh, are transported to a magical fantasy realm and then many years later five of them are able to escape it um then they grow up and then they are returned as adults to the fantasy world and the boy their, their friend they left behind um that was a very succinct description of the that plot was, that was very good it's written by kieran gillen um with art by stephanie hands stephanie hands um and uh lettering by clayton cowles um i love the first two issues of this this one kind of uh, was more of a one-shot-esque that kind yeah. of told the tale of a Tolkien-esque kind of soldier uh-huh, in this uh-huh. fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been saying the F word many, mm-hmm. many times in this review. Fantasy. It's a trigger for me. <laughs> and this was um, uh, not the kind of issue that caters to my tastes, uh, but mm. it was a very well-told issue. I really enjoyed this because like, the, the there's been so much plot and there's been so much... like. Um, happening in the last two issues that this was kind of fun for them to like just pump the brakes and be like whoa 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 we're actually going to tell a whole range of stories using this world as like a way to explore that and i thought it was like incredibly satisfying as a sort of really succinct um self-contained story yeah um while still having lots of character development for our main team i I just think it's so it's so clever it's so well written (laughs) it's so gorgeous to look at it's such a good book yeah 
And it's loved mor- it. morose as hell. Yeah, it was a big bummer, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Um, are you still reading Self Made by um, Matt Groom? Okay, I have fallen behind, which I feel bad about. Eduardo Ferragato. Because he's a very nice man. <laughs> he's a very, very nice man. Um, you can hear he's a good writer. with him last year. Yeah, great writer. This series is his first uh, uh, comic book series mm-hmm. uh, featuring Kyle Higgins uh, as his editor. Colors on this one by Marcelo Costa. Um, and uh, this is the third issue called The Sport of Ghost Kings. And this uh, book is all about um, a, a video game, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, an NPC that has a mind of her own and Mm so one of the creators of the game goes into the game to try and save her and is unable to because the creators of the game um try and put a stop to 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 this uh creator having any mentally affairs at all Mm. so now we're back outside of the game we're in the real world again Mm -hmm. uh it's a confusing book to talk about without spoiling too much uh, but yeah, it's 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 kind of about this fantasy world within a video game, and then the, the people that created this this world. It's very much like a kind of more fun Westworld. Uh, mm. I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm curious as to where they're going to go with this. Um, and I bet I find out on issue four. Yeah, which is called the Tada moment. Mm, ah, there you go. Great Gideon cover. Falls, Siobhan. Yeah. I love it. It's a great series. It's a great series. Jeff Lemire writes this one with Andrea Sorrentino on art, Dave Stewart on colors, and in this issue. Our two protagonists. protagonists. It's definitely yeah, not heroes. Not heroes. <laughs> um, uh, finally, uh, went into the black barn. This mysterious, uh, like, uh, transporter, I guess. Yeah, or and like uh, pocket universe or something. They they meet face to face for the first time, and then they're transported to each other's towns or universes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't know how how sci fi this is this is getting. Yeah, uh, but uh, they're just the 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 art. By Sorrentino, there's, he, he balances horror, like, you know, gross, grotesque, bloody horror, and then with, like, real mind-bending sci-fi traveling, like, between realms kind of stuff. Yeah, using yeah, yeah. Real. Really insane panel layouts that are just so, so great. It's so good. Like, it's so good to look at. This is, like, the most exciting thing I've seen Sorrentino done. And I think it's one of the more exciting books at Image, full mm. stop, visually at least. Like, the story is obviously great and mm-hmm. very clever and very interesting um and i'm very into what jeff lemire is doing but like the art just blows me away yeah absolutely and he's great great use of uh, blank space as well yeah getting falls i wonder how long this series is going to run for i always think this when i'm reading image books with yeah, marvel it's like 12 yeah yeah what issues is this up to uh we're up to issue 11 hmm. Hmm. i would have i would have originally been like 12 issue mini yeah. but i don't know who knows oh, it's so good man East of West uh, just started its final arc. Oh, wow. God, you know, this comes out so rarely that I I can't, like, oh, I haven't read it in years now, but I, I just always assume it's, like, just going to potter on forever. No, no, yeah, it's, it, we're, we're heading towards the end, and it really feels like it, too. This is uh, written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Nick Dragota and uh, Frank Martin on colours. Uh, this is the, about, this, this whole book is about war mm. and the many uh, leaders of the various uh like areas of, of the world that have been divided up by new uh, societies mm-hmm. um, and they're all at war with each other because the four horsemen of the apocalypse have returned and mm-hmm. there's a big, uh, you know, like war between like this. It's it's a sci-fi book with like dark kind of fantasy elements to it. Um, it, it is this also like it feels like an Odyssey-esque mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of quest for some characters um, and uh, it's an absolute impossible book to describe to uh, someone that has not been reading so far yeah. but uh, I am absolutely loving this, uh, this 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 final little run 
um, and uh, I recommend the entire series wholeheartedly because mm. it's uh, just been so rewarding to to kind of see where this story's gone, the depths that these characters have have, have crawled to and you know some of them get glory moments after that some of them just keep crawling deeper and deeper it's so fun because hickman is so good at like those stories that seem to have so many threads and then bringing them all together in a very satisfying way at the end he knows how to end a book i would say yeah this feels the most like his like fantastic four run okay um even though it's completely tonally different but like in in a way that he had so many different threads going Mm. um and then you know brought them all together at the end so Mm. good that's it for Image this month. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, do you want to do DC or Marvel next? Um, should we just bash through DC really Let's quickly? Let's bash through yeah. DC. Um, so Wonder Woman, I read issue 62, um, which I think you talked about last yeah. ep- um, episode, just because I wanted to finish out the first arc written by um, G. Willow Wilson. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was satisfying. Um, not bad by any means, but in, I feel similarly to the way I feel about Daredevil um, mm. by Chip Zdarsky. I just I don't feel like it, it feels like a like my first Wonder Woman book. Uh, just yeah, a story and not that I've read good before. Greg Rock and Nicholas Scott kind of way. No, exactly. <laughs> and this also doesn't have uh, art as good as uh, Marco Cicchetto. It's good. It's serviceable, but yeah, uh, yeah I, uh, I I didn't. I'm yeah, not. I'm, 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 kinda, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed at how disappointed I am in this run so far well, don't take it on yourself <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i should have tried harder to like it um it's like totally fine but i just i, I feel like it's it's sort of playing with some of the most fun bits of maybe like the gail simone and greg rucker runs um but without maybe like the emotional center of that or having wonder woman be as strong a moral core or something it's harder to get around a just fine book if it's coming out with um double shipping so if it's coming yeah. out you know twice a month yeah it's just like oh again like that, that's you really really feel it so maybe this would lend itself better to be coming out monthly yeah like most books would yes agreed uh, on that note batman uh i am decided that with issue 63 of batman written by tom king you're uh, done i'm done yeah this was a bad issue huh uh it wasn't bad it's just setting up stuff that wasn't immediately addressed it was just like they just keep setting up these weird things like the last few yeah you know, you know, he wants to go to at least issue 100 with this, and that's great. But you know, this is a, a series that I loved up until issue 40-ish, maybe 30 mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. um, and uh, then I just have not enjoyed it at all since then. Um, there'll, there'll be moments where I'm like, oh, maybe this will go somewhere good. Like this issue sees Constantine in it, but it's like this weird inside Batman's head. Um, yeah. Like you know, still dealing with with Catwoman and yeah. Just, just not what I want. But then immediately after this, like I picked up the next issue, and it's like not even written by King; it's written by Joshua Williamson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a crossover yeah. with Flash, which I've just totally skipped because I was like, oh, I don't feel like I have to. But it's this. it's but it's completely linked to Tom King's run. It's all about Gotham Girl. Oh, yeah. But I'm just I'm just done. I I actually have made the decision. I'm not going to hate read comics anymore. Mm, it's a good call. It's not healthy for for me as a reader, and it's also like it's lame that I'm like oh, can't wait to roast this comic <laughs> on the podcast. Like yes. I'm sure it might be fun to listen to sometimes, but I want to think that I'm I'm <laughs> you know I'm 30, 34 this year. I need to have learned something in my uh, in my many years of uh, doing whatever the fuck I do. And, yeah. Uh, I think uh, just continually talking about things I don't like. Yeah, and I'm fine with I'm fine with like critiquing something, and I think it's like worthwhile to um, critique things that you don't like. But like, uh, I don't know what more I can really say about Tom King's Batman run other than I, I don't like it. I don't like his style of writing. I'm a bit over his whole shtick. And I don't think that's like fun for anyone to listen to, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Like he's, you know, teased this big kind of Bane thing and we were kind of getting close to that with the Penguin stuff and I was kind of like enjoying that. But now we're just like completely forgotten about yeah. that again and I don't 
care about that anyway. So yeah, I'm, 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 I don't find his sort of. I think that I would love in superhero comics is for there to be less like nasal gaving and internalized sort of. Did you say nasal gaving. Probably. <laughs> it does sound like the thing I said. <laughs> well, you know what I meant anyway, yeah, though. Of course. Um, like, just have a story. Do a story. Have a thing happen. Have Batman do a thing. Yeah, you know, really. like, it's way less exciting to have him thinking constantly about <sighs> whatever. Yeah, I mean, on that note, I'm, I'm also going to stop reading Heroes in Crisis. I, for some reason, it's still, like, the first thing that I want to look at. Um, which is, is that impressive of Tom King, I guess? Like, it's kind of a... Well, uh, it's, it's still... He it's is, a bit of a water cooler comic. <laughs> he's a really <laughs> good... He's still a good writer. He's just writing something that I think is terrible. Yeah, I don't think he is a good writer. I think that he's a well, fairly there, mediocre writer. There's for like me, four series me. that I that I that he's done that I love. Yeah, true, true, true. I still like a Mega Man, um, but this is not a good comic. Why do I why do I love reading it? Who can mm, say? Because I don't know. There's something. It was like even when Bendis was it's doing because, Civil War Two, it yeah. was still the first thing I read, even though I hated it. It's because it's trying so hard to be like controversial and trying so hard to be like, mm. like it's making all these big moments happen in a very inorganic way. But like we know that like something big is going to happen to these characters that yeah. we do love, so that that's the main draw card. But it's so meandering and yeah. and like I just I barely like anything that happens in no, these, in it's these not series. Good. So I'm outie. Good. Probably um, for the best. Yeah. Did you like issue five? No. Oh, yeah, great. I don't even remember if I read that. <laughs> it's so. Also, the worst is seeing it referenced in other. D- I mean, of course, it's going to get referenced in other DC books. Yeah. But like, I'm just like, I wish it existed as its own weird thing that no one else had to kind of tie into. Yeah. I'm actually like, quite a big. I'm enjoying in a big way what Bendis is doing overall mm. at DC. Like I, that's. I'm not really going to continue with Superman anymore just because it's just like too much. Yeah, and you know what? I'm kind of. I understand why they do it, but I also I'm like, I just. Just let children age normally. Like, this happens all the time in superhero comics where they have children and then something happens and it's like, oh, my baby's a teen. Yeah, so I stopped reading Superman, but that's... So, so John John's Kent has come back, he's a teen. Now. That's so dumb. Because he was in space. Well, I mean, like, it kind of makes sense. Like, you were just going to send him into space and think that he was going to come back and, like, yeah, but like be the same him, age. Send him back with missing limbs. Yeah, that's way, about earlier. Actually, that's way more convincing than just coming back as, like, a handsome teen. Or extra teen. limbs. Extra limbs. Bonus limbs. Two penises. <laughs> Maybe he already does. Is a penis a limb? <laughs> Someone, Is someone, right into the show. Let, let the digit. Appendage, an appendage. Um, anyway, it's fine. Yeah, um, I'd be sad though if I was Lois. I really enjoyed the art on uh, issue one thousand and seven. Jesus of uh, yeah. Action Comics, which is Steve Epting on a Superman mm-hmm. book. Lovely. It looks fucking unreal, and I loved that. Like uh, Jimmy was in it. Um, escaping this cult that he's yes. featuring a girl that he's falling oh, in yeah, love with. Oh yeah, that was really fun. But then they kind of like ignore that plot, and I'm like, no, just give me that plot. Yeah, give yeah, me the yeah. Jimmy thing. I love that Jimmy like is modernized, except he still wears a fucking bow tie. To Jimmy work. is so like drastically underused. I think he's such a good character. He's so good. He's so good. Why yeah. would it not be fun to have like an everyman at the center of like all this nonsense going on? Let Mark Russell write that next, please. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. So I was, I was actually quite enjoying issue one thousand and seven of Action Comics, but then suddenly Superman hears Superman and then catches Amanda Waller jumping out of off a, off a building somewhere and saying, "I knew you would hear me." I loved that. Really? I'm like, yeah. why is she in this? That's a ballsy Amanda Waller move, and every book is improved it was by all Amanda of a Waller. Okay, yeah, sure. I don't know if this one really was, but it was. I'm just confused by it. More um, wall. I don't know. I make it. I, I think a thousand and eight's already come out. I think I've already missed it. So, mm. guess I'm off, off action too. Um, are you continuing with Martian Manhunter by Steve Orlando and Riley Rossmo? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did read that issue. I read issue two. 
it's so weird. It's so weird. I, I like it. I love looking at it. I don't know if I enjoy yeah. reading it. Um, it's strange. I like this kind of bizarro look at, like, I don't think anyone's necessarily tried to do, like, a comic about his life before, like, his life on Mars. I think right. that's kind of um, interesting. You know it's going to be a huge bummer because now I'm, like, attached to his weird blobby child who, you know, dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's, like, I think it's good fun. It kind it's of... just, like, it's so nice to see DC do something different. You're right. Definitely. And for that reason, it should be supported. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we mentioned uh, Naomi earlier. I don't know if we need to talk about issue two of Naomi by Bendis um, and no, Walker and Campbell. It continues to be good. Yeah, I, I, I really saw it. I wasn't, you know, I was like, oh, will this be good as the first issue? Definitely was. Yeah. And uh, it's a fun mystery they're growing. It's, you know, it's that classic Ultimate Spider-Man Bendis where they don't really progress the story that much at all, but you don't mind because it's yeah. just fun spending time with this character. Absolutely. Um, Young Justice issue two. Uh, we mentioned this at the start of the episode, written by uh, Brian Bendis with art by Patrick Gleason and Emanuela Lapacino. Um, and uh, inks by Ray McCarthy, Alejandro Sanchez on colors. Um, so the reason I like this is because I like what he's doing with Cassie, who I think is a fairly... Um, wonder, wonder girl. Yeah, wonder girl, who has never been treated especially well, I don't think. Like, she's a bit sort of dull and paint by numbers and just like a headstrong girl mm. superhero. Um, and so I thought that they at least did a good job of like fleshing her out a bit more and having her be a bit more interesting and sort of talking about what she's been up to because she's not been used in a really long time. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I loved her interaction with Zeus. Yes. Her grandfather. Yes, that was very good. Um, I, I, I Sorry, I, I made it sound like I didn't like this issue at the start of the episode. I, def- I definitely enjoyed this issue yeah. a lot. Um, this is... I like it more than issue one. So issue one I loved because it was just like this fun and frantic, um, you know, style over substance introduction to all these characters. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a breeze to read. Whereas this one, uh, it, it, there's a few moments of confusion. I'm not really sure where they are. Or, like, you know, at what point in time some of them are as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they all meet up at the end. And all the new characters are really great. I love Ginny Hex. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to exploring more of Teen Lantern. I love Teen um, Lantern. But, yeah, now we have Lord Opal of Gem World at the end. And I bet you know who that is, but I've got no fucking idea who that is. Oh, barely. I know very little about the Gem World right, thing. Sure. I, I think that it was a miss to make the first story a Gem World story because no one gives a fuck about any of that. And I get the oh, See, I was to... ready for you to like, tear my head off. Like, are you nah. fucking serious? That's the best run of Teen Titans <laughs> Fake geek ever. Fake girl. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, I don't know anything about Gem World. Fuck that shit. Um, uh, but, like, they're just trying to find a way to bring Amethyst into it, I guess. Yeah, and I, I, Amethyst is a fun addition to this team, too. Uh, I want to delay letting you talk about Green Lantern for a while. What? <laughs> um, are you still reading Silencer? Nah. So I the keep... second Bogdanovich get, went off, I was like, nah. I keep going like, no, oh, that'll be the last issue. And then the next one comes out, I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll get it. We now have, <laughs> um, uh, their name is uh, V. Ken Marion on okay. art. Um, with uh Yeah, let me find a little double-page spread and it still just looks like them doing Bogdanovich's style of art which is not I'm not mad at um, but the it, colors are really washed out yeah but this is like a kind of a flashback issue so that kind of works for it this is how um, Silencer and Talia al Ghul met and made yeah, the deal to begin with cute. and uh, I was like do I need to read this and it was really enjoyable um, written by Dan Abnett um, I feel bad for Abnett like because his <laughs> like, name is he written- gets so much work well, just like this is like I think like the best thing that he's done in a long time, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it feels like this like you know one of the few good things to come out of this dumb you know brand new Age of Heroes DC thing did, where but like you know where they were like oh the art is the is the focus let's put the <laughs> yeah, artist yeah, yeah. first except this is like the seventh, the seventh artist on Silencer in 
in that is almost probably the issues. funniest move the DC have done in a really long time. And, and, like, every, and every single so one of those hilarious. books, yeah, you know, was guilty of it. Um, but like, you know, this is absolutely Abnett's book, and and it's a great like she's a great character, and it's a great like addition to the DCU. I think. Yeah, I hope, I hope this character sticks around. I hope that we get more cool assassin stories. So because of that, I am going to stick this through. This is going to be nice. the book that I read until the end because I think this is a really cool addition, and yeah. I think Abnett's best work since all the cosmic stuff. And I'm genuinely oh, no, he, impressed that, that his Hercules run was very good yes. too. I'm genuinely impressed by how long this series has managed to run for, I, and actually how long some of them have. Like damage is still going, I think. Yeah, it's just been damage, terrifics, and and uh, silence is still going. Uh-huh. Is silence are going for a while. Has it been cancelled? I don't think it's been cancelled. That's wild. Which is cool. Like it's obviously found a keep it going. It's good fan base. Good book. Are you still reading Deathstroke? Yes, I am, bro. I don't know what fuck goes on in this. It's the greatest. I don't though. care. It's, it's so fucking good. amazing. And now it's all like, I think it's coming to a close soon. But man, Priest is just so. He's so good. He's so weird. It's let, so enjoyable. Let Priest do whatever he wants. Absolutely. I was. I, <laughs> I was thinking about like how fucking great. Those Justice League issues he did were yeah. I, whenever You're anyone, dumb. whenever anyone brings up like you know the Snyder ones or like you know how bad yes. it was before Priest took over, I'm like in the middle. <laughs> Priest did like twenty, issues. twenty, like well, like 10, 10, 15, I don't know. Not even it was like six issues max. No I think. way. It was, yeah, it was, I was like it was, yeah, it was in the teens. It was I in the teens. Know. But it was a really, really great run featuring so many different heroes, so many different. It, it was his it great felt, framing devices. Like yes, yeah. it felt like the sort of. Graham Morrison, Joe Kelly kind of era, and it was just very, very good. But so this is this is, the current arc is um, uh, Deathstroke has been in Arkham Asylum, and it's all about him playing with uh, like him him being fucked with by uh, Hugo Strange and not knowing what what things are in his mm-hmm, head, what mm-hmm, things are real. Mm-hmm. And um, I love this like it is extremely fun to me um, to have like a third level reference, like self referential uh, Deadpool character. Yes. Ah. So good. It's so great. Because Deadpool was based on Deathstroke. It was yep. like a comedy version of Deathstroke. Um, and to have like now a Deadpool in Deathstroke. Just like that should annoy me, but it's so well done. It's so well done because Priest is doing it. Um, and and uh, also Two-Face is like kind of like a supporting character. Yes. Has been for the last issues. And like I'm like, please, if, anyone, if any of the DC co- uh, villains could handle like their own series... Mm. How good would a Two Face? Oh, I haven't got a Two Face ongoing. That would be so good. Let Priest write a Two Face ongoing. Yeah, true. And like he has done so much for like the Deathstroke family. Yep. yep. Really good. It's so good. And so yeah, really we, have, we have like a team up between Rose and um and and Two Face, and it's so Great. so good because like you know Two Face, you see the two sides of him, obviously. <laughs> and, but then Hugo Strange has made like a second Two Face called Four Face. <laughs> It's so it's so bonkers. There's an alien invasion, which may or may not be in Deathstroke's head, mm-hmm. and they never clarify whether or not it is. Like Robin, does it matter? Robin it's like thinks Hamlet. Robin's like Deathstroke killed six homeless people. <laughs> Come it's on. so great! It's so great! It's a so really good book, man. This, is, this has been a great arc. Next up, we have the Terminus Agenda. So I guess that might, maybe that that sounds finite. Like you know, that might be the end of it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But man, it's fun. Like it's it's it is a very like. Um, kind of self-referencing superhero comic, which yeah. I think is so fun. It's great. It's super good. Um, the Wildstorm. Uh, mm. Warren Ellis's uh, collaboration with John Davis Hunt and Steve Bucolato. We're, we're at the end point. Yeah, we have four issues to go. So we had issue 19 and 20 in the last month uh, of this uh, book that feels less like the setup of a new universe now than it does like... Uh, it's just, just going to be a contained 24 series. We've got the Michael yeah, Cray book so. too. 
I don't know. I kind of was hoping that it was going to be him built like building on. I remember when it was announced, there were going to be more mini series to come out of this. Oh, yeah? But I guess it maybe hasn't sold as well as they were expecting. But I'm, I'm happy, glad I don't that they're. Care. I love it as is. Yeah. So we finally got Midnighter and Apollo showing up in issue twenty, and one of the greatest action se- scenes I've ever seen. Yes. Oh uh, my god! The second Midnighter like kicks that dude like. Yeah. Around. Oh, I was like, fuck yes. And just like the, the, the swagger that, you know, when you write, like Midnighter is one of the most self-assured. He's like, he mm. makes, he makes Batman look humble. Yeah. Because he's so cocky and, 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 and sure of himself, mm-hmm. but also like an extremely capable superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he like, you know, kind of talks to his foes as he fucking kicks their head off or chops, yeah. chops their head off or smashes his knee into their face. Yeah. Like it's just, man. Just so... dismembering dudes with his hands. And then I've never seen Apollo's powers be as well defined mm-hmm. in an action sequence either. Mm-hmm. This was just killer. And even though this didn't do much in the way of world building like many of the issues have, this was such a fun relief from that constant like, oh shit, i got to remember all this shit for the next yeah, e- yeah, e- yeah, um, yeah, issue. Yeah. This was just a like, okay, here is a really exciting action sequence for like two thirds of this issue. This is going to be such like I, I I say this all the time, but I would genuinely love to reread this from the beginning when it's all out in trade because yeah. man, that's going to be such a fun, satisfying read. Oversized hardcover. Yes, give please. it to me. I'm yeah, looking. I'll buy that. Yep. Uh, John Davis. They'll be annoyed, but I'll buy it. John Davis Hunt is definitely going to do something huge after this, Ugh. off the back of his work on this. He's so good, man. Um, yeah. These are some of the best action sequences. <laughs> of the final, the recently. final panel after the action sequence, it cuts to a family uh, looking on, <laughs> and this little girl just says, "What the fuck just happened?" And, that, and that's the end of the issue. It's so good. So good. God, you're so good, Warren. That said, though, that was probably the, the, the easiest to follow issue of of the Wildstorm. Yeah, so every far, so, so often he's like, "Okay, I know there's been a lot of really complicated plots, so here's just some fighting." Yep. You love it. We do. Uh, we're one issue away from letting you gush about Green Lantern. Yes. Oh, you've got. Oh, you're also reading Catwoman. Catwoman. Uh, Books of Magic. Um, it's a Vertigo book from oh, the Sandman really? universe, written by Cat Howard with Tom Fowler and Jordan Boyd on art. Uh, it is the kind of the young boy studying magic. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of similarities between him and Harry Potter, but books of magic was first, man. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, but, uh, this is a series that I'm like, oh, you know, am I, am I, do I still like this? And then I read it and I'm like, hell yeah, I still really love this. It's really, really well written. The characters are really well defined. Uh, this, this issue established, issue number four, established like a, a new villain in the school librarian. Um, uh. And there's a great few great scenes at the library where like one of his like rivals at school discovers that he's using magic. And then he drops a bunch of books on his head and he's like, no one's going to believe you. Everyone's going to think you were seeing things. It's like, it's really, really fun. And like Tim, the main character is kind of a dick, but in like a, really fun enjoyable way um nice and i'm like yeah actually the series is great but then this ends with them entering the dreaming i'm like no no no, no. just be your own thing don't don't do that i don't want to see sandman and shit in this too late um so if i'm I'm your gamer needs to get paid i'll give the next issue a shot but if this is gonna be more dreamery i don't know if i can handle that what a weird little experiment this has been Hmm, I mean, sure comics always should experiment, but, you know. I don't but know they why. should only experiment with things from the past. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk about Catwoman quickly. Yes. So this is part two of the Something Smells Fishy sort of mini thing where um, Catwoman is stealing some shit for Fish? Penguin. No, that's why it's fishy. Because he's a penguin man. Um, written by Joel Jones. Unfortunately, Joel Jones hasn't been able to keep up with the schedule. And so, I dropped it because of that. Um, but we have Elena Casagrande and Fernando Blanco on art who do a very like a really genuinely incredible job of aping her style while also like making it their own I think it's still a gorgeous book like it's not as good as 
if Joelle Jones was doing the whole thing herself, but man, it still looks great. Um, and I'm still finding it very enjoyable. There's like a great heist sequence in this. What? <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Okay. It's, got a, it's got a funny text. All right. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, and the the sort of ongoing villainess of like this sort of uh, politician's wife who literally puts her face on every day is yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying that ongoing sort of um, character. I think this is really fun. I think it's it's not like a super headline book, but it does still remind me of the kind of Brubaker run and like it's just uh, it's a very enjoyable um, story. And Catwoman looks aesthetically way cooler than she has in a million years. Like, yeah, look I at her cool little gloves. Yeah. Her little half-hand gloves like, like Madonna. If Slam it. Bradley shows up again, let me know and I'll start yeah. reading it. All right, will do. All right, here it is, everybody. The can I have a look at it for. so I can remember all of the great things that happened in the issue? It's Shawan's Jabona time. <laughs> Green Lantern 4. Who's this written by? Uh, this is written by my boy, Grant Morrison, with art by the fucking amazing... Especially on this issue. Liam Sharp. This is his best issue so far. I was talking to... Um, a buddy in a Kings and he was like, yeah, but it's not like much of a storyteller. It's all just like render. And I was like, nah, no way. As in, as in Liam great... Sharp is not much of a storyteller? Yeah. What? Which I disagree with fundamentally. Um, because like this, this does have like crazy panel structures and amazing sort of uh, one-off, you know, like splash pages and things like that. But it is, it is. Um, before you compelling... continue, can I steal a fig? Yeah, have a fig. <laughs> Fuck yeah, fig time. Fig season, baby. I love fig season. Me too. Um, but it's such a gorgeous book and every face is so like lived in and um like especially how like he's such a great he's genuinely a great character in this which like has not happened i feel in a really long time and like his 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 code is is the shakiest it's ever been as well yes the and best and it adds so much depth to him yes he's actually like genuinely hard to predict Mm-hmm. Um, which he's never been before. Uh, yes. I feel like you always know what Hal Jordan's about to do. Tim. It's the boringest option. Um, but in this, he is like joining up with Countess Belzebeth. Like of it's course. just, it's <laughs> yeah. so, it's, it is silly and it is dealing with these big concepts and these like horrible things happening, but in like this really fun way, like it just moves at a clip and you never quite know what's going to happen and who the bad guy actually is. And well, it's like, it's you know, super high, hard, but it's like hard stoner fantasy. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's so, like, it's so, such a bong filled yes. comic. Like it's, yes. it really harkens back to heavy metal and like 2000 AD, but like the most, like, you know, it's Grant Morrison having his like, like drugo fun, yeah, and it's like super enjoyable. That's probably like it's one of the more fun Grant Morrison. I think that's the that's when whenever like Snyder or someone tries to do Grant Morrison, it's like you have never done drugs. <laughs> you like, need to go do you peyote. Knock. Loser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's your porn star friends? Come on, man. <laughs> um, Grant Morrison lives that life. Um, anyway, just it's it's so fun. It's like if you if you have any sort of affection for like Alan Moore's sort of early work, mm. I think this is so fun considering the ongoing feud that he is just doing such a brilliant job of like playing around with that sort of world that Alan Moore really did like an amazing job and such like like high winded like like earthy prose yeah, yeah, but then yeah. like and it's like you know it, it it you can either take it so seriously but i like to think that as soon as he finished writing it he then burst into, into like burst out laughing yeah, 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 yeah. at how absurd the things that he writes it's so silly be. it's yeah. so silly and like the, the the sort of stone cold seriousness of liam sharp's art makes it like just sells the whole yeah. thing it's just fucking brilliant it's a great guys. book it's, it's really a great good. book i'm loving it as well 
I'm cool too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move over to Marvel now. Um, oh, another good oh. one first I want to gush over is the yeah. finale of um, Return of Wolverine. Um, oh, yeah. Last time we recorded, I hadn't read Return of Wolverine 4. Um, the penultimate issue featuring art by Declan Shalvey, uh-huh. uh, written by Charles Soule. Um, I was I was kind of like, what are they doing with this series? Whatever. Who cares? And then you were like, it's actually really good. And I went back. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Like, the story, I don't really care about. It's about a girl who can, a, a mutant so whose power is she can uh, kill and resurrect people and mutants repeatedly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the big finale uh, has uh, Steve McNiven. Yes. Uh, so Steve McNiven did the first issue and the last issue, which like, I was like, Ugh, I thought we were going to get Steve McNiven issues. But having Declan Shalvey do the interior issues, I think worked incredibly well. And then it was like a lovely treat having McNiven back for the final issue. Like, just, I thought that's the way to do that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and I wasn't sold on the, um, like, you know, uh, Wolverine has all the different versions of Wolverine in his head and he's going to unlock them from prison to access their... Knowledge and powers. Yeah, um, but this issue really it sold really it. really well. Yeah. Because, like, Steve McNiven sells it and the, the his hair is so good. And, like, just really used to great effect Wolverine's healing powers and, like, healing ability and, like, his... Uh, it was just this was just so pure fun, pure Wolverine. Yeah, it's yeah. a great Wolverine comic. Like, a genuinely great Wolverine Even comic. if you haven't read all of the... Like, you know, it's only five issues. Just pick this one up. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This was so fun. Steven Niven just, just doing the fucking thing. Yeah, man. Drawing like, like you know, Wolverine covered in gristle and, and blood and fire and like... Yeah, just... and like Wolverine on fire and then Wolverine without any skin being like, can I get a beer? Yeah. Like just, that's what I want. That's what I need from You know what the, the real comic. tragedy of this is though? Like, you know, we know like the next, theory, the next, the next thing that this spins into is the Wolverine Infinity Watch. <laughs> yeah, and I read them in that order and I was like... <laughs> yeah, but like Charles Soule... He's only done the death of Wolverine and then the return of Wolverine. He can, I want, write, he can I want, write Wolverine. I want an ongoing series like where, yeah. where it's like, you know, where it's a bit more ground level Wolverine yeah. written by Charles Soule. I want Wolverine just like living in the Canadian wilderness trying to stop people from bringing him into their shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Killing Wendigos. Killing Wendigos. Yes, please. Yeah. But this is a really, really fun series. A great end to a series that I wasn't expecting much from at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad I picked up on your recommendation. Um, another, another series that ended um, that I feel very differently about is Marvel Knights, which is... Uh, oh, tell me about it. Yes, this is Donny Cates with uh, various other writers over six issues um, writing a book that kind of brought back all of the characters that were famous for being part of uh, Marvel's Marvel Knights run in the late 90s, early 2000s. So you had like um, uh, Daredevil, Black Panther, uh, the Punisher, Elektra, um, the Hulk. Um, all these characters lost their memories um, because of technology to do with how they removed everyone's memories of the century like the century uh, I know. that's what it was revealed memory to be. removal like, because of technology boo boring and uh it featured like a big fight between um kingpin and had like karen um what's her name karen like daredevil's first dead um, ex-girlfriend uh as like a ghost um and then ended on like a, i don't know it was just like i think this is actually the first in my opinion, actually bad book that Donny Cates has done for Marvel. Mm. And I haven't really heard anyone saying otherwise. So I'm not, I think this is going to be like pretty quickly forgotten as like a fun experiment that yeah. maybe wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were quite excited about it and then it lost any sort of momentum yeah. from, from my end of things. Pretty I, unsatisfying to yeah. read all of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
mm. so the opposite <laughs> stick of how to I your feel. dumb, stupid future whatever characters, Donny. <laughs> and then put them in everything. Yes. Uh, yeah, this only wasn't good. Yeah, you should have put your stupid Cosmic Wolverine Ghost in that or whatever. Exactly. Well, that's, that's, again, it's Jason's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about Spider-Man for a bit. We got yeah, uh, two issues of Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man by Tom Taylor and Juan Cabal. And I'll start this by saying Juan Cabal. The very friendly Tom Taylor. God, Juan Cabal is good. Oh, my God, yes. Did we talk about last time how I had a conversation with Tom Taylor and he was like, I know nothing about Juan. <laughs> He's like just this dude who can really draw, but he tells me we talk every day and I know nothing about his life. That's so good. Um, it's just this mysterious fucking genius so the kind of premise of this is that like this is spider-man helping his neighbors except his neighbors also happen to be like space people space people and like have superpowers and weird alien twins and all kinds of weird bullshit and issue three sees him and his old very old uh lady neighbor uh who's called the rumor going beneath new york to something i've never ever heard is this like a thing i don't know oh uh, Didn't it come up in um, some of the Warren Ellis Secret Avengers stuff? Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, it's called like Under York. So Beneath mm. New York is Under York, Under York, which it's more Futurama. Remember Futurama? There was like yeah, old yeah, New yeah, York yeah, was yeah, underneath yeah, New York yeah. in the sewers where Leela came from. Yes. Uh, but everyone's like orange down there. So yeah, maybe this is a thing. Um, but I was not expecting it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I thought this was going to be like, you know, confined to uh, mm. Spidey's building. Yeah, but Tom but, Taylor's like, ah, suckers. Yeah, we're going to another, another place beneath It's still New his York. neighborhood, yeah. technically. Um, uh, and so, yeah, this is where all these weird superpower people come. They come from beneath New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I especially love in this the interactions between uh, the different characters, especially this old lady and... Um, Johnny. Uh, not, uh, Johnny's great in it, um, but uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the, the roommate... The oh, yeah, yeah, Boomerang. Dumbass. Boomerang, yeah, yeah. He's used to great effect in this in a way yeah. that I think Nick Spencer was always tr- aiming for but never able to um, <laughs> nail. Yeah, totally. I really enjoy when he's like, yo, Johnny Storm, are you here for me? No, I'm a friend of your roommates. Wait, should I be here for you? <laughs> so good. Uh, and then over to Miles Morales, Spider-Man, the book written by um, uh, Saladin Ahmed with um, art by... Um, Javier Garon. Javier Garon and David Curiel on colours. Um, we have the issues two and, th- two and three, which is the first arc, uh, which saw uh, Spider-Man teaming up with the Rhino. Great stuff. Great. But then issue three, a very, very hokey Captain America yeah. shows up. And I did not like that. I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I thought it kind of worked in like closing that weirdo Miles cap kind of thing. Of oh, like of Miles course. is like, ah, I was going to kill you. Sorry about that. And Cap's like, no problem, bucko. Yeah, totally. But this is, this, this, this is a Captain America that I've not seen in a comic in a long time. Like this is something that you would expect to show up in like a, in an all ages book. And to, yeah. to that end, maybe this is meant to it's be considered a bit of a YA one. book. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I enjoy this. Um, I'm enjoying this a lot, to be honest. I thought this was really good and I think Saladin Armand has a great sort of voice for um for Miles and the art's really fun I think the colors were a little bit wacky at times um but mostly very enjoyable yeah uh, so we have had three issues of Avengers uh, written by Jason Aaron um since uh we last recorded uh one of them issue 13 featured art by Andres Sorrentino um and was oh, all I about didn't get that one. oh you didn't read this it's about the original Iron oh, Fist mate. from uh, a million myself? one million BC uh, the woman who punched a dragon, um, and Sorrentino's art on this is so good. Oh man, God, Sorrentino is good. Like, and this is like, so basically, this is just tells a story of uh, the girl who was kicked out of Kunlun mm-hmm. um, and became the first Iron Fist and fo- helped form the Avengers um, mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. that we saw in one million BC. 
um, this ruled. It was just so fun and um, was just a very personal story for her fighting um, different like uh, monsters in uh, in prehistoric Earth um, that had like weird superpowers. God, it was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm disappointed that I missed that. Yeah, like in featuring like a, a, an enormous ape that had a um, oh, uh, it's a sto- one of my like favorite a, things. A stone, it? yeah, yeah, like a power one of, one of the Infinity Stones that told, turned him into a diamond. Aww. Yeah, God, it was good fun. Um, Big diamond monster. So that man. was that was like the start of like, oh wow, I think I'm really starting to love this run. Mm. And then issue 14 and 15, we have Blade on the team now. Yeah. And in the lead up to War of the Realms, I thought it was all going to be like boring setup. For like you know all the realms come all the Thor stuff coming to Earth etc. Like I thought they were just going to kind of like you know slowly set the team up, but instead we have another war. It's a civil war between all of the vampires on <laughs> Earth uh, who are trying to c- capture a a sick and dying Count Dracula who just wants to live out the last days of his life in peace. Um, this is pretty fun. It's so stupid and fun. Like I hope the Blade stays on the team after the vampire. Story I imagine is he finished. will. Yeah. Uh, David Marquez is the artist on uh, these two issues, 14 and 15. Um, we have uh, various colorists and inkers working with him too. Uh, Jason Ponzo and Eric Arciniega. Um, but the, there's like little things, like there's a great conversation between Tony Stark, who's infiltrated a Russian prison mm-hmm. to talk to Count Dracula. That I just thought was an excellent scene and made me realize that actually Jason Aaron is a pretty good pick to do an Iron Man book that I think we oh, both yeah, might enjoy. the only person who hasn't done it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I just loved all of the like weird sects of like um of, of vampires. Some of whom mm-hmm. are like super powered va- sects. There's no, unfortunate no vampire sex in this. No, um, or else uh, Siobhan would have talked about it much earlier in the <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, it would have been really close um, to using top of my mind. Using Robbie Reyes to great effect, yep. having him be overcome by the uh, power within him. Yep. Um, it just man, so much fun. Super fun. Super uh, enjoyable. So yeah, a, a great way to kind of you know have something completely different before War, War of the Realms happens, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. still as exciting as War of Realms will be, I'm sure. I feel like War of Realms has been coming for so fucking long that I'm already bored of it. They are releasing 108 issues. No, or something like shut that. up. Well, maybe no, maybe it's cross. Maybe it's 108 dollars worth of War of the Realms. Yeah, comics. I need to get I need to get like something a yeah. hilarious tally from like Jim who week. loves doing that yeah, shit. Yeah. It's wild as fuck. Uh, Immortal Hulk. We have finally finished this weird arc in hell, which I have not enjoyed as much as the rest of the series so far. But I'm, I'm, I think uh, issue 12 was as close to bad as this series yeah, got. Um, but still good. Very, Just very heavy-handed in a way that the series hasn't been so far. Um, hmm. But then, yeah, the uh, issue 13 I thought was a much better issue. Uh, I like that um, uh, both... Um, Titania and uh, uh, what's his name? Crusher. The, Crusher Creel, the Absorbing Man, are going to be part of um, Puck's weird space team. Yeah, um, very fun. What are they called? Gamma Force? Yep. So good. Love it. So good. Um, and uh, it looks like, you know, like this kind of like, yeah, being in hell, dealing with your father's demon and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It looks like that part I of it. Is. it I, still, I still enjoy that, to be honest, but... I know what you mean. I think being in hell was the part that I was like, come on, get out of hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like, the, I like the literal dealing with your father's demons taken to like a very literal. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. That was um, really enjoyable. And you know what was really satisfying for me is that I feel like, um, like this book has obviously been massive, but the other day I went to recommend it to someone at King's and I didn't have any of the issues. Like it's been selling out in single issue, which I'm very pleased about. Right. Crazy as fuck. That's awesome. Mm. Um, uh, back to Jason Aaron quickly. Uh, Thor issue number ten. Speaking of um, War of Board the Realms, of Thor. Um, Bore, 
Yeah. Mm, good. Um, we had a um, a tale of uh, like looking at fathers, fathers. So you had uh, Odin yeah. and Thor having a big fight, and then you had a uh, Loki and Lofi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was a good issue, like a strong issue about you know Odin kind of unable to be a good father. Um, and it's easier for yeah. him to turn to Iron Man at the end of this issue than he is to actually confide in his son at any point. Mm, true. How sad. So sad. It's hard out here for dads. Mums have it easy. <laughs> um, and finally, oh. from Jason Aaron, we have uh, Conan the Barbarian, issue number two, with art by Mahmoud Azra, uh, Matthew Wilson on colours. Um, so I think that the, like, the, the evil little girls are going to be like, or the little twins are going to be in the Avengers book that Conan is in or something. Oh, I right. Okay, sure. The, villain in that but this saw him like teaming up with like an enemy tribe to help kill these monster snakes was that uh yes yeah i think i talked about that issue last time did i maybe oh, has, it, has it been a third issue i don't think so i liked this a lot though good shit Fuck it, it was a I'm great glad, issue right i'm glad you talked me back into reading this book because it's yeah. good shit it's really like it's i'm glad super you're a dumb old man great. i'm a dumb old man these days um, speaking of dumb old men, I read Uncanny X-Men issue 12, mm. written by Matt Rosenberg with art by Salvador La Roca. Who... Which of those two is the dumb old man? Um, oh, <laughs> oh, he meant, oh, you meant the lovely No, man. I actually meant both Cyclops and Wolverine. Oh, that right, was sure. my joke. Because <laughs> this is the book where everyone, all the X-Men are in the pocket universe except for like a couple. So we've got Wolverine and Cyclops and like... What uh, kind of art is La Roca doing on this? It's It's bizarre. Because I hated his work on the Star Wars books. I really don't like it. I don't think it works. I don't think it looks good. What happened to him, man? I don't know. Is it like weirdly photo referencey or no? It is. And I don't like the shadings all bizarre and the faces are really inconsistent and not fun. Um, but it's like mutants are being locked up again for whatever reason. So the mutants are left after X-Men took all of his perfect ones. Oh, so it's right. Like, so Madrox... Madrox and magic and strong guy and the chick who turns into a wolf lady. Also, oh, all of the um, all of the uh, what's it called? Next gen. No, no, Peter, Peter David's book. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What's it X called Factor? again? X Factor dudes. Yeah. Um, oh, and havoc and stuff. I didn't really like this issue. It was pretty dumb. It was pretty heavy-handed and yeah. like not super enjoyable. So the weak link um, so far. But still, X Men's good. Yeah. So Cyclops is back. Yeah, Cyclops is back. How did he get back? Uh, unconfirmed. <laughs> Just back. Un- unconfirmed X-Men. Just back. Um, let's talk about some captains, specifically Captain America and Captain Marvel. Let's do uh, it. Captain Marvel, written by Kelly Thompson at the moment, with art by um, Carmen Carniero. I like it. Colors by Tamara. Um, we got uh, issue two of this run, and she is like in this weird pocket universe. Well, it's like Rhode Island has been has turned into mm-hmm, this like dystopian mm-hmm. future yeah. uh, where time moves faster there than it does on in the rest of mm-hmm. New York um, and only women can be in it because this like gross uh, so this is like similar to that female furies we were talking but about earlier but I think handled it with a lot more I agree with you Just it's, what, it's, you haven't even said what you're about to say but I agree with you alright <laughs> You're, you're an ally. <laughs> um, it's just, it, when it's not like the main focus of the story, I think it maybe has more impact or something. But mm. I'm finding this really enjoyable. I like Kelly Thompson. I think she writes good superhero comics and I think she's managed to make Carol very uh You like Cecil too. Yeah, I do like Cecil yeah. Gastelucci. I love, like, I mean, I, I can't even express how much I loved Shade, The Changing mm. Girl and then also Woman. Um, I just didn't really like Female Furies, unfortunately. But um, Kelly Thompson is great. Yeah, she's really great. And I love that, like, you know, she, she writes... All of these heroes really well. She also 
loves writing dumb chauvinist jerk villains. Yeah, and she's good are, at it. But they're just funny. Yeah. Yeah, like, she makes fun of them. It's in like they're a threat, very... I guess, but most of it is funny. They're just yeah, amusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Brodock. Yes, totally. Exactly like Brodock. Um, yes, yeah, a really, really great issue. I'm looking forward to seeing where this series goes. Um, I liked that in se- several books this week, Captain America was like, oh, I've got to go and fight vampires, I guess. <laughs> but it's like he got the phone call in like four different comics yeah, that I read. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They just Cap- keep calling him and he's like, I'm still on my way. I'm sorry. I got way late again. Um, Captain America, um, written by Ta-Nehisi Coates with... Um, Adam Kubert and Frank Martin on art. Um, I don't know if I like this anymore. You have not really known if you liked it this whole series, I don't think. Yeah. I still am enjoying it. It's, I not, that I don't, it's not that I don't like it. It's it's like, it's like I think that I should be reading it in trade. Mm, I think it will read. I think it will be very satisfying um, in trade and it will be very enjoyable. Oh, did I even read this issue? I don't think See, I did. See, look at you trying oh. to tear me down. Did I? Did I read it? Because I feel like I remember that final page. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember the Daughters of Liberty. Oh, yeah, that shit's great. Actually, no, what are you talking about? I should have remembered. Yeah, that, that, I was like, do I like this? And then at the end of the issue, something happens to Captain America. So the Daughters of Liberty are, re- are brought to the fold. And it's all these super-powered women. <coughs> Who's there? Tell me some of the superheroes. It is Spider-Woman, Sue Storm. Great. Oh, man, these Alex Ross covers are so good as well. We've got Mockingbird. We've got... Oh, who's that? We've got Misty Knight, we've got Colleen Wing, we've got a chick... Oh, Echo? Yep, who was also in... Um, uh, oh, we've got Captain White Tiger. Week. Yeah. You know White Tiger? I fucking love her. I think she's so underused. And a chick with glasses that I don't recognize. But, um, great. Do you know who that is? Leila yeah. Miller, maybe? Leila Miller? Who's Leila Miller? The, from X Factor. Yeah, seems unlikely. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. No, so I, I do like this. I will keep continue with this. Thank you so much for showing me the light once again, Siobhan Coombs. You're very welcome. <laughs> Um, Winter Soldier Are you reading this? Nope Kyle Higgins People is have writing. said it's good though It is very good And I'm bummed that it's just a miniseries uh, Rod Reyes is uh, on art I Ooh, really lovely. love Rod Reyes' art um, But yeah Kyle Higgins is writing Like a Robin story But it's Bucky And it feels like Bucky is just Robin Everyone Yeah but like You know he's, he's It also feels like he like. But with like <laughs> Nate's he, mad he, he feels like It's a really welcome but change But with like more gay tension a really More gay change. tension oh, than Robin. Two thumbs up from Nate on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this feels like a really welcome change from like the kind of like mopey Bucky that we've seen so much over the years. This is yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Have know, a Bucky who's gotten over his brainwashing and like abuse by the Russian government and just wants to have some fun punching dudes in the head again. Also, another another book with a really fun use He's of, just shit Nightwing, of Tony know, Stark. Continue. Oh my God. I know. I love it. I love the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> She wanted to said that uh, that that Bucky is just shit Nightwing. He's shit. Well, I would Nightwing. argue He's... that Nightwing is shit Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually you would love Nightwing this. has two arms though. Yeah, and in this every issue he manages to lose his arm Yay. and then has to call Tony Stark to put his arm back on. Really? It's so great. Is that true? Yeah, really. And then, oh, now I want to read. So it. then there's this like little kid assassin that's been uh, programmed to to kill Bucky and in the first episode he stops him and then takes this kid RJ under his wing and then he's like you know hey like your captors gave you this name of RJ you should uh you should change your name and then he's like Robert Ryan what about Rick we could drop that drop the K and make it look hip so they're even making fun of Nightwing in that this seems book, mean which that seems great. like kicking a man when he's down good <laughs> um also the main villain in this issue was the spot Oh, great. Um, and it features like, yeah, like Bucky and this kid versus the spot. And yeah, like the, the spot makes a, a hole appear and just chop 
um, Bucky's arm, arm off. off. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was his other arm, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like this series. This is a, a fun surprise. Um, and oh, I've, yeah. Unfortunately, only six issues. It. But uh, it's good. What issue is it up to? Three? Three. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be able to find the other issues at Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't been selling out, guys. Uh, Donny Cates is uh, writing Venom still, and this week... Uh, People were really mad about this issue? Because like it reveals that everything, everyone that's died due to cancer in Eddie's life... <laughs> It actually was the symbiote making him think it was cancer, but cancer's not actually real. It was just the symbiote. <laughs> I, I was I was a bit lost in this issue. I thought I'd, it was like anyway, whatever. I'm not I'm not too privy to to Venom specifically Eddie Brock history, mm. so I, there was no madness with me. I was just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the like, internet was really angry at him. Right, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm that's not as much as I looked into it, and, and that's as much as you always should look into <laughs> yeah. a controversy on the internet. Uh, so yeah, whatever. whatever. Know, I'm still reading Venom. Great. Uh, bring back the weird Venom dragon from space. Yeah, that's what I say to all comics. <laughs> Let's talk about comics that Marvel didn't publish to on. Oh no, wait, hang on. I have one more. I'm still <sighs> reading Shuri. You're not reading Shuri. You sure are. But <laughs> Shuri is good. Ah, written by Nenendi Okorafor. Um, with art by the very, very excellent Leonardo Romero and colors by Jordi Belair. Um, and so this has been a lot of Shuri trying to decide whether she will take on the mantle of Black Panther again while T'Challa is still trapped in space. Um, and it's had all kinds of great stuff with that, uh, this like council of women that has been put together. Um, and the art is just so, so gorgeous. Like we've got Storm, we've got all these like really excellent supporting characters. This issue was a bit like, I find a bit of the like, Mm, science stuff a bit like I want more magic in my Black Panther comics right. like science um, but this has Shuri teaming up with Black Panther to not Black Panther Iron Man to <laughs> reverse a black hole Iron Man's in everything this, um, this month in Timbuktu and it was really really good fun it's a really satisfying read they really fleshed out Shuri did you enjoy Iron Man in a comic Siobhan? Um, I enjoyed it when he left oh my god <laughs> Um, Leonardo Romero can just draw everything, though. Then I would read it, and it's absolutely gorgeous, and the colors are perfect. And yeah, the next feel, issue, why do I drop off this? I don't one? know. You're dumb. Um, the next <laughs> issue has Shuri teaming up with uh, Ms. Marvel and Miles. Fucking great. Cool stuff. Um, over to books. Everything else. Other publishers. Uh, I read the far- last issue of Moth and Whisper, the oh, yeah, aftershock comic by Ted Anderson and Jen Hickman, in which the uh, child of a uh, uh, husband and uh, and wife like spy team yep. um, teamed up I had, I had to basically like suit up using their technology to try and find what happened to their parents mm-hmm. um, and the, uh, the ending wasn't super duper satisfying but it was good and kind of set up the possibility uh, for doing stuff in the future mm. um, I, I, yeah it was it was good mm. it was good cool. um, Moth and Whisper from Aftershock in fact we have another Aftershock series that finished uh, this week too and that is something that I celebrated quite a lot when it came out and that is mm. Hot Lunch Special by Elliot Rahal Jorge Fornes and Taylor Esposito uh, this is a uh, kind of crime dark comedy mm-hmm. and we, uh, set around a, uh, a Lebanese family who run a, uh, a sandwich catering uh, business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, over, you know, supply politics, uh, they end up in a uh, in like a turf war um, between two families. Um, and uh, I, I thought issues one to four were excellent. This ended on a much more comedic uh, note than I was expecting, particularly when you consider the tragedy in the first issue mm-hmm. and the fact that the, the main character affected by it is the kind of the one yucking it up the most in this last issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is better to end on a happy ending than a sad one, I guess. Yeah. But it didn't feel as believable to the rest of the series for me. I would still recommend it. Uh, you can never have enough crime comics in your life. 
and this was a pretty good one. Hot lunch special from Aftershock. Aftershock, nice. doing some it's good definitely stuff. like Elliot Rahal is getting a lot more uh, interest in his work after this series. Great, great to hear. Um, I actually we have a lot of uh, uh, other publishers' series that wrapped up uh, this month. Uh, we have Dick Tracy, Dead or Alive, uh, written by. Mike and Lee Allred, um, and also Colors by Laura Allred. So the all, it's actually credited as Allred Cubed um, with Rich Tommaso Cute. on art. Um, a dream team, if mm. there ever was one. And this is such a fun, silly celebration of one of the dumbest comic book strips I've ever created. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Dick Tracy is so goofy and weird and all these villains are so stupid. And this just celebrated them all with this like dumb uh, kind of uh, plot where... People that were given that were that were given like death row criminals were actually like being not killed and being oh. used like as other like going on undercover and creating more problems for Dick Tracy. Cool. Um, when they were considered to be dead, um, and featured like corrupt cops and like like just so much fun dumb bullshit. Did you did you drop off this one? I fell off because um a couple of issues sold out. Right. So I'm That's going to pick it up in trade. This would be a great trade. Um, yeah. if you like uh you know like the the fun crime pulpy uh, mm-hmm, strips mm-hmm. of of yesteryear this celebrated them while making fun of them at the same time um it's all and we was the for. kind of breeziest uh mike allred written comic i've ever read which mm. is a, a big uh, a big compliment because sometimes i find them quite Dense. quite hard to get through yeah um really really liked this really enjoyed it and um i hope i just looking forward to seeing whatever rich Tomaso does next because it's just a joy to see his art yeah he's great by he's so Allreds. good man um, the Quantum Age, which is the Black Hammer spin-off series, um, their kind of riff mm-hmm. on uh, the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, we got issue six of this mini series, which is the end, and it ties directly into the regular Black Hammer mm-hmm. series, and is kind of I would say essential reading if yes. you are reading regular Black Hammer series. Um, this is such a great like example of doing a shared superhero universe um, and having everything tie into each other, but not having it feel like you're being forced to keep up with things. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like the characters you see in this are definitely direct riffs of DC things, but I would say that this universe that Lemire is writing for Black Hammer feels a lot more akin to what they do over at Valiant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with these like, you know, kind of weird miniseries that tie mm-hmm. into each other and c- continue this overall progress. Yep. Um, Wilfredo Torres and Dave Stewart did a great job on art on this series. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get regular Black Hammer returning this week too. So yeah, more Black Hammer. Um, but yeah, if, if you skip this for whatever reason, you absolutely have to pick it, it up because yeah. it was great. Uh, really, really good. Uh, finally, the series that ended that I was most excited about was uh, Strangers in Paradise uh, uh, 25, the mm-hmm. 25th, 25th uh, edition of, of this long-running st- uh, series written and drawn by Terry Moore. But it's not the end of Terry Moore's uh, comic books. In fact, he's announced a new series called Five Years that spins out of this because in basically it's gotten become a sci-fi book. Yeah. Uh, this very grounded uh, like, uh, romance, Essentially romance, comic. romance book with like lashings of like crime, backstory, mm-hmm. and kind of like secret, secret society stuff, but never to hard sci-fi or supernatural has brought both of those elements in because uh, we now have the Terryverse, which is the combination of Strangers in Paradise, Echo, Rachel Rising, and Motor Girl. Um, characters from all four all four of those series feature in this um, issue of Strangers in Paradise, coming together after learning that there is ne- going to be five more years left of this Earth, and it's yes. up to them to prevent that from happening. It's what a good. weird, crazy concept. It was so crazy seeing like Rachel from Rachel Rising in this I- issue. Yeah. Lilith from the same. Uh, I've not read Echo before, so I've got to try Me and neither. read that. It's coming out in uh, in May, I think. Mm-hmm. So we have till May 
to read everything. You've got to finish Raising Paradise. We've already yeah, done Motor which Girl. I'm very close to. And then we've got to do Echo and Rachel Rising. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's do it because I like Terry Moore doesn't get the uh, the, the accolades that he deserves. Mm. I feel like if you know him, you love him, but a lot of people don't know him. Yeah. And this is like now my favorite multi, my, my favorite shared universe. It's so silly, and it's a direction that I never anticipated. Never ever. That you would go in. Even like, like I knew three issues ago. Characters like sort of vaguely Girl, yeah. lived in each other's worlds, but yep. I never saw this coming. So it's very exciting. Super cool. Um, and a really great surprise. And like genuinely exciting, not like in a dumb way. Just you, know you can't I mean? pick this from happening. Yeah. And of course, he's, you know, he's, he's able to do it because they're all his creations. So. Yeah, he owns it all. Yeah. Um, These Savage Shores, um, a book that I wish you picked up when I it first know, came out by Ram, Ram V. Um, Ram, written by Ram V with Sumit Kumar. And um, colors by Vittorio Astone. Um, this is a, a book set in uh, Mysore, India, in the 1700s, um, and a vampire was uh, basically sent um, from from London uh, mm-hmm. to Mysore to to get, keep a low profile, and was killed on his first night there as he uh, like went after a, a, a young girl oh, to no. prey on. Um, and so now we are dealing with back in London, um, people kind of questioning where this this you know well respected man and vampire has uh, has gotten to what happened to him and uh in my saw there's uh warring factions um and also monsters cool there's a lot going on in this series i probably the will art's be so gorgeous the art is incredible um but and probably overall it would be a better one to wait for trade on but um if you're collecting it in, in singles it's, it's a great looking collection of singles with great covers and uh this is a cool cool and different series nice big recommend from me uh the terminator sector war what Brian Wood series with excellent art by Jeff Stokely um, featuring a, uh, a girl in the 80s. Uh, who, she's a pregnant cop. Ah! Uh, well, she learns she's pregnant in this issue. I'm pregnant. And, and this could be <laughs> you, but a Terminator has been sent to destroy her because her daughter grows up to be someone who uh, uh, is a big part of resistance to, to uh, oh, the Terminators. Classic Terminator. Um, and this sees this cop having to team up with like some of the most despicable crime lords mm-hmm. um, in her city um, to help take down the Terminator. Um, but as you know, it's pretty hard to stop a Terminator. It's tough to take down. One issue to go, the art by Stokely is the main reason you should read this, but the, the writing is good too. That's cool. It's great. I mean, Terminator is not something I associate with like good things since T2 came out. Yeah, totally. Um, so I only it, recently watched that and I was like, this movie's good. Did you guys know that? It's, well, it's one of the it's best really movies. It's a really good movie. It's one of the best. Um, but yeah, this is a great, great comic too. Finally, we uh, end where we almost began, and that is uh, Barbarella and Deja Thoris, yeah. issue number two, written yeah. by Leah Williams with German Garcia on art. German Garcia is really good. We talked a lot about um, Leah Williams, but German Garcia manages to make everything sexy but not exploitative. Yeah, loving it, and I love all the weird kind of new, like alien sci-fi tech that they have to kind of discover and use for the first time, like um, organic tech. And then I learned that the reason that they've been sent to this weird uh, alien world is to help these aliens fight their last battle yep. for their And they had, they had an alien talking and annoying alien speak. Did it annoy you or you were, it you was, were okay with it? It was good. Yeah, it was good. It, because um, he would say a bunch of bullshit that I didn't understand. And then Barbarella would be like, so what you're saying is... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's what he's saying. Good. <laughs> um, and I love the ongoing like <laughs> sort of mild sexual tension between Barbarella and Deja Thoris. I think it's really well handled. Yeah, it's I mean it's, it's just the fact that she's dialogue. like in tiny underpants the whole time and it's not weird I mean, is underpants just is very good. Like yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I agree. Well, this was a fun run 
And, Absolutely. Uh, even though it's only like quite early in the afternoon, it looks dark as hell outside. Yeah, I know. It's like we've been talking for hours. <laughs> we have actually we been have talking actually for been hours. Talking for so hours. Yes. Um, it's like, like many days have passed. But it was an absolute pleasure, Siobhan. Uh, as always. If you want to come and uh, talk about comics with us for more hours, the best place to do that is at our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash series, which is podcast. And if you want to support us on Patreon, I'm trying to get some new stuff up there soon. I've recorded a few little... Um, did you get the one I sent you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've been accumulating a few so I can start putting them up there once a week. It nice. is happening, people, I promise. Uh, Patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast if you want to support the show. Mm-hmm. All the money will go directly to Siobhan's womb. Yeah. It's ever growing. <laughs> it's got growing. its own PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next month. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.